What's up, buddies? Welcome to the 148th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, where we're going to talk about toys coming to life and their best friends, Andy, and what they do for their children. Which movie are we talking about? You'll find out later. It's both of them. Spoilers. It's Child's Play and it's Toy Story 4. Hey, guys. I'm Ron Leopolis. I'm joined by my best buds in the whole world. They're not AI, and they're not voodoo uh, witch doctors from the 80s. I'm joined by Brandon T. McClure. Hi. I'm joined by Ben Magnet. Hello. And Sparks Witty. Hey there. Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, I should have said you're my favorite deputy. You're my. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> I just been quoting Toy Story all week. There's a secret mission in uncharted space. Let's go. Uh, hey guys, we're gonna talk about toys today. Yeah, we we'll talk. Let's yeah, let's toy talk. Toys today. to life. No. No. Well. Well. Yeah. No, I'm right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Those, li- those toys are, are alive. You are. <laughs> you are. My a toy. Ah. <laughs> uh, come on, you guys. You are a toy what's car. The, what's the subject? Yeah, there we go. Oh, uh, man, toy cars. Speaking of sadness. What's up, guys? How was your guys' weeks? Speaking your week? of sadness? Because Toy Story 4 starts with sad car stuff. Oh, oh, no. Come on, come on. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about cars. I was referencing the end no, of No, I'm cars. talking about good things. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, look, cars, cars is, is fine. Uh, the first one. First like and third are good. Yeah? yeah. Yes. I will actually say the first and third cars are good. Yeah. I won't say they're great. I will go as far as good. <laughs> I'd say the third one's great. Yeah. You know what? One Third out of three is not Look at great. that. Look at that. Changed it like that. <laughs> three is pretty good. Uh, no, uh, at the end of Cars, I'm sure I've told you before, but in the Cars, they have a they have like a screening of Pixar movies, yeah. but they're all Cars. Yeah, that's I've awesome. Seen, I've seen it. That's, that's yeah, cool. It's really good. I was talking to Ryan, not you. Anyway. You were looking right at me. So. Because I can't turn my head to Ryan and still this, have- You're not my... wearing a Batman suit. You could turn your head. Well, the, the microphone. No, I know. like this. Hey. 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 I'm Batman. Anyway. What's up, guys? So How was your guys' week? It was great. Great. Yeah. How was your week? It was great. So good. Yeah. What, Tell me about it. What was wrong with it? What happened? What? What? Oh. <laughs> what's going on? We we hear a disturbance behind us. That's all. What's up, guys? Let's talk about our weeks. Hey, How was your week, Look Sam? at me like. Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I am so confused. Clap. I said. I said his name. What's up, Sparks? Tell me about your week, real quick. <laughs> uh. Man, what did I do this week? It's a great question. I don't know. I didn't see you much. Did I? Uh, no, I don't think we saw each other mm, a lot. No. Um, oh, I put a whole lot of things on YouTube. You, you did? put a ton of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I caught up. <laughs> My computer's real slow, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took a while. I'm sorry. I seem to recall you saying you're putting the archive up eventually. I mean, I'm... I, I'm sorry, I'm just being an ass. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I, think, yeah. I think I got like seven videos out yeah, this you, week. Yeah, you, so. you did great, bud. I appreciate it. And you. some of them are big. Yeah, I yeah. our annual was a big video file. Yeah, for um, uh, posting them on YouTube, I couldn't even keep up, so I was just like, "They're all up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on you, my you story. Do great work, Sparks. We appreciate your work. Uh, yeah, Swamp Thing's a further behind than I want it to be on our yeah. Fake Nerds Watch. Uh, We're gonna upload. correct that today, though. Uh, yes, we we will get more Fake Nerds Watch Swamp Thing up real soon. Yeah, for the new episode, which dropped Friday. Yeah, um, this is episode four that dropped Friday. Uh, yes, of, yes, yeah. of the show. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. nice. Almost halfway done. Speaking of womp womps, wampas, I went to Galaxy's Edge again. <laughs> Ooh. You that was pretty good as I Thanks. drink from my Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I, I had the opportunity because uh, man. my girlfriend's sister had a reservation and two people dropped out of it. So they invited us and we were like, oh, sure. Nice. So that's how that happened. Still cool? Yeah, still cool. Yeah. Um, they've added some things oh, already. since the last time I was there. So, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty neat. Cool, it's good stuff. I don't have a lot new to say about it. I did all the positions now for the ride. 
That's really great. What's that pop you're sitting next to? Um, that's oh, DJR three X, the pilot for Star Tours. It's the original pilot. Yeah. Now nice. he's, he's now he's, he's redesigned and he's the DJ at the cantina. Hell yeah, he is. He's currently a Funko Pop at the parks. Wow, is it an exclusive Funko Pop at the parks? Is he? Yeah, a little, it is. Little thing. He just dropped a ton of change. There was change under him. <laughs> that fifty-five cents. Yeah, he's got an exclusive. Oh, no. uh, it's an exclusive pop to uh, Galaxy's Edge. That's real cool. I might buy that when I eventually but go. When you can get there in a year. Oh, that's good for oh, them. You don't? He's good. he's in he's in Disneyana. He's in um, the Star Wars launch bay store. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, he's he's not just in Galaxy's Edge. This thing is uh, very expensive. How much? Is, wait, let me see that. He's, he's Funko Pops are traditionally like oh, oh Jesus yeah. crap baskets. Generally, man. the big ones are twenty are like twenty five. I mean, that's that's Disney exclusive pops for you. That's and, what they and you do. know what? You'll pay for it. But if you're an annual pass holder, then it's less. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they got your money no matter what, though. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, but Galaxy's Edge is still still cool. Um, Good to know. Yeah, uh, I I actually Ryan, you and I were only engineers when we did the ride, mm-hmm. uh, and now I can say that uh, Gunner is the most boring position. Yeah, and engineer is actually far more interesting because you get to hit a lot more switches. As Gunner, you kind of just mash the same button. At least with really engineer, hard. you have like a bunch of buttons. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah. engineer, you have a whole lot of different things you do, and and piloting on. I got to pilot on both sides. Um, piloting on the left, uh, you control the left and right. It's very sensitive. Is it? Yes. Uh, it's far easier with the up and down to c- keep things balanced. Okay. So, but that was fun. That's cool. When is that Rise of the Whatever's coming out? No idea. Cool. Sometime this year. Okay. Fall. Fall. What are these? Fall of the First Order? What are these designs on your shirt? Oh, um, I'm wearing a Woody shirt. Oh, are you? Oh, I see it's it designed. Now. It's designed like a bandana, but as a t-shirt. Oh, is there oh, a snake on that shirt? Cool. Probably. Good. No, I don't see one. I just wanted to say that, guys. I mean, there's a lot of things on this shirt. Uh, who? Okay. What else? What else did you guys do this week, Ben? Uh, you no, I, I had actually a pretty decent week. I mean, tell me about it. Work, work, but uh, work, work. Yeah, work, work, work. Yeah, work, work, work. Um, work, I finally beat Cuphead. Yeah, dude. Ben oh, and yeah, I went. That. We beat Cuphead. We beat the devil, and then we're like, all right, we're not gonna. It's like, hey, you want to do expert mode? I'm like, no, thank you. That took us a, f- a while to beat. And speaking of things that took me a while to beat, I finally freaking beat Spider Man. Yes, I I've, saw that. I've had that game. For or Sparks loaded me that game for I don't know how many months. 2018's game of the year. 2019. I love it. <laughs> and I finally beat the damn thing. Check out that review in 2021. Yeah, but still, even while I was playing, I was like, man, this is a great game. But I was like, I just have to beat it tonight. I need to beat it tonight. And as I was swinging through New York City, like a bunch of crimes were popping up while I was heading to the main objective. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta ignore that. Normally, <laughs> I don't ignore that. Sorry, cops. But <laughs> I, I gotta beat this damn game. And I, I feel really bad if I ignore. Because I started replaying it uh, just to get it, because I'm going to start the DLC soon. I wanted to get a feel of it. Mm. But if I'm swinging around, just kind of swinging, I feel really bad to miss a crime. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, Spider-Man would never miss a crime. So How I could I? That's why I 100%ed no crime. But the crime still pops <laughs> no, up. No, I know. It bums me out. I'm like, <laughs> no, but I completed this. <laughs> There's 100% yeah. no crime. <laughs> Not 105%. Crime never stops, though. It's New York City. No, but that game, that is a great story. It's a great game. It's great game. All around great game. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to. I'm very that. excited to play that DLC because uh, one of my favorite, uh, ob- not obscure but lower level villains, Hammerhead's in it, and that's just a dude with a big head who like r- likes running at you with his head. I'm like, that's so silly. Yeah. Spider Man, that's there's no Good competition. For a game though. Yeah. yeah. Part yeah. of me is kind because of, I don't own the game. Part mm-hmm. of me is just waiting until the complete edition comes out. I'll just get the whole. I'll just replay the whole thing over again with yeah. all the DLC. Oh, you know what? It's going to be a PS5 like rema- remaster. Absolutely, because the they would have released it by now. But I if think. they do, if they do wait for the PS5, I'm still going to buy it because it's yeah. a great game. Yeah, so, I won't rebuy it. Yeah. Speaking of great games, <laughs> holy shit, guys! What? So the, this is more for me because you might appreciate this a lot. 
Uh, yesterday, uh, myself and one of my best friends, Ad- you all know, you all know Adam, right? Adam, I have met Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, we were hanging out yesterday, and we went to Frankenstein's. Great. Place. So we were just hanging out, just looking up the booths, and I don't get paid till next week. Something okay. Don't buy anything. Just just look. You get paid next week. You can have a little fun next week. Not too much, but just a little bit. So just like scope out what you want for next week and just save up and it might not be that have fun. Eh, you're right. It might, but I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> All right. So we're walking. We're uh, walking through the booths, and he goes to the restroom. I'm just chilling in his one booth, and I see a game called Final Fantasy Chronicles. Now this game is a collection for the PlayStation One. It has Final Fantasy Four with the appropriate title, same 16-bit graphics and a few CGI animations, but it also comes packaged with the game Chrono Trigger. And if you know what that is, that's one of Akira Toriyama's most famous games for the Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is dope, and that deals with time travel in such an incredible way. Yeah. That game's so Why good. is it called Final Fantasy Chronicles? If it's because Square, um, Square Enix uh, published uh, both games, and oh, okay. they call it Chronicles because it's like, well, we have Final Fantasy IV in it, but we're just going to throw Chrono Trigger in it as a bonus. And people really only buy that collection for Chrono Trigger. Because Chrono Trigger is one of those games that everyone agrees it's like a universally loved game. And it's also one of the hardest to find IRL, either in a cart in or, real life. or other in um boost because they had the game for like 70, 50 bucks. And this is a PlayStation 1 game. Mm-hmm. I got that sucker for 15 bucks. Yeah. Because it's because it's part of a collection. It's not as like it's not yeah. as rare as like or as cool as like the original copy. I mean the, the the copy itself. I mean even the copies I've seen at other booths, they had like the black PlayStation border. Mine has the green greatest hits logo. I don't care. You just want the game. Yeah. It, it's complete with the man- it has the manual inside of it. The discs are in pristine condition. Have you played Chrono Trigger? I have not. That's it's got a frog I- who's a knight. Yeah, I know. And I've been awesome. buying this game for a while, and I found it for fifteen freaking bucks. I'm like, this is a goddamn steal. It's uh, uh this is great. Yeah. I am so freaking happy. I'm, I'm glad you bought it and didn't steal it though. Yeah, I, I bought it. You. And then I and then later on they they put an arcade in Frankincense that is actually really cool, and they have freaking Dragon's Lair. Where? Oh, did they just put it in? No, they've had this little area for it's kind of because I went like a month or two ago and they didn't have one no they just put this stuff in that's awesome like they just expanded it for with a bunch of arcade games and they have freaking Dragon's Lair and I, just, would, I just talked about how I wanted a remake of Dragon's Lair and guess what you could play you and I could play Dragon's Lair next weekend if that you want to go that's too much money because it's impossible it's, unless you have that game memorized like I'm not spending it's like six bucks to beat that game I still want to try it yeah, I at least want to try it because I saw that. I'm like, no freaking way. They the novelty have it. is pretty cool. I actually really do want to play it. Though. Yeah, because is you that know. is that truly the first a completely hand drawn video game ever made? Um, because I, I know when Cuphead was coming out, people were all. Blah, I think Dragon's Lair is like the first because it's it's not really a real game. It's an it's an animation with where with just it, it with controls. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the first. Um, uh, you know what were the. When you were playing God of War and you ha- were in like a fight quick time event, quick time event, it's kind of yeah. like the first quick time it, event. It, it is. It's an mm-hmm. entire game of quick time events, basically. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, okay. Um, it, the thing is, it's so seamless. It doesn't have arrow prompts on the screen. It has like like little things you have to pay attention to to know oh. like to go up or down or attack. It's really, really, really hard. But oh. it's super cool that it's an animated movie. That's a video game. Yeah. So like, I saw. Think, I, I, think I have Dragon's Lair on my iPad. I, Are you serious? hundred percent. Well, dude, that game yeah. came out thirty oh, years ago. It's on everything now. Yeah. The yeah. cabinet was like the twentieth anniversary edition. But that's still, awesome. But still, the fact that they had it, I'm like, oh man, this is dope. I'm definitely gonna check it out next yeah. time I go. And what? Oh yeah. So shout out to this one cosplayer whom I follow on Instagram. Uh, Kirachi Cosplay, K-I-R-A-C-H-I Cosplay. She does a lot of cool World of Warcraft costumes. Like her big thing is Sylvanas. Mm-hmm. Um, Windrunner. Yeah. Mm. And she was putting some power metal um, music because you know how you could do that in your Instagram stories? 
and I saw this. Then I came across two bands, Powerwolf and Beast in Black. Mm. And the Beast in Black song, "Cry for a Hero," "Cry for a Hero," I was like, "Well, that sounds pretty good." I'm at work the next day. I'm listening to it on uh, YouTube. I'm like, "Yo, this album's freaking legit." Yeah, this is great, huh? Beast in Black. Beast in Black. The and what was the other one? Uh, Powerwolf. Powerwolf. Power check this out. Yeah, Beast in Black. The album I'm listening to, apparently listening to on repeat, is uh, "From Hell with Love." Oh, and it is. That's not Paris. It's, it's a freaking banger. As yeah. most this of you is, may know, I love some, I love me some power metal. I mm-hmm. know. I don't know any good Powerwolf uh, songs or um, albums yet, but I'm going to try and listen to those because I've just been listening to Beast in Black this whole whole week or this whole weekend. And I've I'm also like, been listening to a little something is, else though. This is freaking great. I love this. You oh yeah, Kansas Hyrule. We've been listening go. to that. Oh too. yeah. So yeah, shout out to her. Thanks for giving me some more awesome power metal to listen to. It's always nice when you find new music that you're like really into. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of music that you're really into, uh, a video game came out called Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. Holy shit, I um, love that soundtrack, dude. Yeah, that soundtrack is a really, really great, uh, like, lo-fi, hip-hop-esque Zelda uh, remix of all the different games in this, like, one rhythm-based battle game, uh-huh. and it's getting great reviews, and it's, like, it's not a huge, long game, so, like, I think we're probably going to play it on basically Arcade, because, like, it's right up both of our alleys. No, I was listening yeah. to the soundtrack while at work. I'm like, man... I listen to it this a lot is this a week. great for me. I don't know why, but I feel like this is like a great week for soundtrack for music for me because mm-hmm. Kansas, we got Kansas Hyrule. I got some two new power metal bands to listen to. I'm like, damn, this is some good shit. Got Bear McCreary, La La La, and oh face. my god, oh, Bear Sabaton McCre- released a new single <gasps> this week. What? Yeah, you- speaking of power metal, yes. yes. Sabaton uh, is a for audience who doesn't know. Sabaton is a, um, uh, a Swedish. A, a, oh yeah, power metal band that sings exclusively about war. Uh huh. They have. The latest song, but that's you know they got a new album coming out. They just released a new single for it. Uh, I think it's called um, "Flight of the Red Baron." Ooh, very good. Loved it a lot. Ooh, the Red Ooh. Baron. Yeah, it's like four right. minutes long. All right. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, so uh, f- on Friday, Neon Genesis Evangelion came to Netflix. I wanted to ask yeah. you about this. Yes. So I've wanted to watch Evangelion for a very long time. It's been like one of the most recommended to me animes for a long time. Uh, I'm hearing mixed things about this current Netflix dub. Uh, should I try and track down the originals or should I watch this new dub? Uh, I will say specifically for you, Brandon, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, the things, real quick, the things about the dub, uh, trans, the new translation, it, it's real gross and it, it takes away some uh, homosexual tendencies from certain characters and it removes that agency from them. So it's like, oh, it's like a bunch of straight people saying like, we don't want any gay stuff in our show. And it's really disgusting and it's gross and it's, it's kind of almost ruins the fundamental love about that show from the 90s. So that's a big problem. At the same time, the rest of that show is still really, really, really good in a couple lines that are really impactful for people. It's not going to ruin the entire show if you didn't even know about this before. Right. So for people like you who's never, who've never seen the show, this is a still a really great version of it, and it still holds up. And it's I'm only three episodes in, and it's still like, holy shit, this is still like this is one of the best animes ever made. No, cool. Why would they redub it? Because I thought they were just going to well, take they, the original so, dubbing from the '90s and put it on. I remember when I remember when the it was first announced they were going to redub it. Uh, one of the voice actors from the original was like, they didn't even ask us to redub yeah. the show. Oh. I, I don't have um, the answers for that, but they okay. did they did a redub a couple years ago. Um, and then they, that's the version they used instead of Netflix getting the original one that everyone loves. Uh, and you can still find that original Japanese if you want. Uh, the Japanese version. It's but like for people who are fresh going into this, I think it's still a good representation of it. Specifically, it is so Pacific Rim, Brandon. Yeah. And like it, like in so many ways, I'm like, oh man, like you will love the show. Uh, and it's, yeah, and I really want to see it. And it's it's so well made, and it, it is really. Like, everyone talks about like how depressing it is. Like, yeah, dude, it is. It really is, and it does. It takes it seriously. And it's like, what if giant monsters came and attacked the world? Like, 
Yeah, man, it's gonna suck for a lot of people. Because I was I was interested. I've been interested in seeing the series for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I start when I I heard that it was coming to Netflix, finally watched the series, and then I was kind of hearing a lot of people were like were not happy with this dub. So I was yeah. like, oh, I, I don't want to watch a bad version of it. I don't so. think it's a bad version. It's just it's not it's not the version that it was, and that's unfortunate. But if this is the only way you can get it, that it's like free because you already have Netflix, yeah. it's way too expensive to try to get those original versions. Sure. Like. If you want to still watch the show, this is a really good version I'll of it. I'll check it out, though. Right. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about Evangelion. One more, one more thing, because um, I'm sure I sent you guys the Shin Godzilla Evangelion crossover yeah. Uh, yeah. Universal Studios ride event. Uh, what a thing. Oof, for, for, there's a gif of it that's I, I retweeted of just Shin Godzilla headbutting one of the, me- one of the mechs. It's really stupid. Uh, so in, uh, and uh, there's a Shin Ghidorah. Oh. They introduced a Shin Ghidorah. Oh yeah, I think, didn't you? Oh yeah, they did. Us, right? yeah, yeah, it looks kind of like molten metal. Yeah, uh, molten golden metal. This looks really That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So the they're not they're not really kaiju's in in Evangelion. They're more just like space humanoid monsters because they they have all weird shapes. They're not really beasts. Um. But uh, the design in the show is so unique, and it's like it is so very much anime. But like the 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 angels, that's what they're called. The kaiju are called angels because they come from above. Yeah. And uh, and the mechs are called Avas. I'm like that's that's cool, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's a really great show. I'm really glad it's back. That so many people. Again, it's not the show it originally was, but it's great that Netflix is bringing it out in some way. Right. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I- Aggressico season two dropped this week, and mm-hmm. I came home and Fan was watching. I'm like, oh god, I need to watch this. Yeah. And then after we were done recording Base Arcade this week, he said, oh yeah, even Galleon's out now. I'm like, well shit, there goes my social yeah. life. I think I think what's unfortunate is that um, a whole lot of anime, older anime, Outlaw Star, for example, have been getting like pristine re-releases through their production companies mm-hmm. on right. Blu-ray, and the original Evangelion never did, mm-hmm. and now likely never will. And if it does, it'll be this version, which will have cleaner, more pristine animation and the remaster to it. But yeah. it's going to be this new dub, which is not what fans remember. Yeah, and, and that's I, unfortunate. And I was I, so when I watched it as a teenager, I watched <laughs> the original Japanese uh, 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 subtitled uh, right. as as it was, and I'm like, that's the thing that I remember in mind. But that was so long ago, my memory isn't great. Outlaw Star, by the way, check that oh, show out. That yes. show is good. You know what? Because I didn't hear. Because this is my first time going to Evangelion. Yeah. Um, I remember I was what before I had a Hulu subscription. I was back when Hulu, you could watch anything on there. It was free, but he just had to suffer through the ads. Mm-hmm. Um, they had um, Rurouni Kenshin, the anime on there. So I'm like, I was like super excited. I started watching it, and immediately I'm thinking, that's not Karu's voice, the same voice of Karu I remember. Yeah. And then it was just very apparent when they called um, Batosai, because in the show they call him Batosai the Manslayer. They call him Batosai the Slasher in this new dub. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, hell no. This is this is bad. Yeah. And the, so go on. No, luckily that uh, once Netflix and now um, Netflix and Hulu, they still they're both streaming uh, Rurouni Kenshin. They have the original English dub from the '90s back. Okay. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it's a it's a hard place to kind of walk between. Um, Dragon Ball Z is also a good example mm-hmm. where, like, I recognize with how steeped I am in it that the English Funimation dub, or even the one before it from Pioneer are not the best translations of those characters and not one for one and they're not actually translating the characters over exactly or properly. Yeah. Um, but they're what I grew up on and so they're what right. I want. Regardless of the fact that like as an adult I recognize that, hey, that's not really what's up and the Japanese one would actually be more faithful to the source material if I watched it, but that's just not what I grew up with. Yeah. yeah. And Evangelion kind of falls in that same space where it's like, you know, but that's what I grew up with. Yeah. And so that's what I'd prefer to yeah, see. Yeah, like I was wondering I was wondering if there's a, if there is I didn't do any research on this, but is there a case to say that this new dub is more, a, is a more literal translation of the Japanese text? 
N- no, because specifically, like the lo- some of the lines are about. I'm not gonna say who characters in case you guys watch it, but like it's right. like this character spe- specifically says like I love I love you and like you're like like I, you're worthy of my grace and like all this really poetic stuff. And in the English, when they change, it's like oh you're cool. I like you a lot. Mm. And so, it's like as a friend, yeah. like that. It completely fundamentally changes those characters, right? But at the same time, and like I can't say at the same time because it's just not good. It's not good. But the thing that we got, it's still a good story. It's just not that version that was originally there, and right. the emotions aren't there. But it's still good. It's just like, and if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know that. And I'm just like, it's hard. So I also straddled the line of like, yo, man, this show is still really good, uh, and it's not the show from 20 years ago. I mean, like, it, but, but, like, the, but there's a do? there's a solid point of like. You know, I refused. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is my favorite manga that was ever made. Yeah, and I refused to read it even in the Shonen Jump translations. Uh, w- no, sorry, I refused to read it online to keep up with it um, because we weren't getting the ori- the official translations from that. It was a lot of fan edits, kind of like what happened with us with Sailor Moon the other week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Full Metal Alchemist was f- full of such strong dialogue, and I'm like, I need to read the best translation of this possible. Yeah. I can't. Like, you're losing things in the characters and everything. And it's unfortunate that I think on some level that's probably happened with Evangelion on Netflix. 100%. Like, yeah. I, I remember that series well enough that I don't know that I can watch this Netflix one personally. Just from hearing you talk about Ryan, I'm like, yeah, the, the, the like, nostalgia of, like, what that show is will be awesome. It's, but, and it's still, but it, it's still, be, it's still, like, well still well written like sure. like it's not a complete 100% it's not a bastardization it's not a bastardization it's still fundamentally the same thing it's just like i think some of the character relationships up is different it's still it's still incredibly sad and really poignant in sure, certain sure. moments like sure. i think compl- like i understand people who completely don't even want to acknowledge this but like i think that's kind of unfair no a, yeah just a little bit no 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 but i think it's uh it's cool because it's something that's going to bring a lot of new fans to it and that's awesome yeah what sucks is that it's like there was something that a lot of people regarded in it really highly. Yeah. And this is kind of like if somebody put Akira out on Netflix and redubbed it. Ooh. This is a lot like that. That holds a special place. And you're even if you're doing it with a lot of respect for the material and everything, you're still a sidestep away, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is right. like that. Uh, and I, it's unfortunate that we're just we're, we're losing that kind of piece of important history. Yeah. Uh, for a- anime development in America, because uh, Evangelion is just as influential to where anime has arrived in America as Dragon Ball Z was. Yeah, and the fact that like we don't have that original dub sucks. Yeah, you guys remember Big O? I love. Big oh o. yeah, I do. Hundred percent. I remember watching a single episode of Big O. Big O. And then I keep hearing about it on some like YouTube channels talking about like, dude, we should watch Big O. I'm like, Tsunami's at midnight, man. I remember. Oh man, hell. I remember. Yeah, I want to watch Big O now. Some of those old. Uh, I love Bruce right. Wayne, the mech operator. Yeah, right. Yeah, he does look at Bruce Wayne. Uh, no, like li- no, like legitimately, literally Bruce. He Wayne. was this rich guy who led a double life as this mech operator, but it oh, was sh- also, but nobody knew had the, it was a massive history that everyone just forgot about. This, yeah, yeah. about this whole old world. I liked Big O a lot. That should be re-released. Yeah, dude, I'd watch Big O again. Uh, yeah. My final thing on on. Evangelion. Uh, so yeah, I originally watched the the subtitled one. I'm watching the English dub, uh, and it's pr- it's really good. Like yeah. like all the voice actors, it's they're not phoning it in. Like it's actual like really good voice actors, and like everyone's giving it their all. And I'm like, sure, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's back in whatever capacity it's in. Yeah, yeah. It I think it does provide a strong question of like how come how come we didn't get the I wish there were an answer. To uh, it yeah, all. like uh like fly, uh, Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon is like famously the end credit song. Yes, yes. In the in Netflix Japan it's still there, but because of American licensing it was too expensive. Right. In Japan it's a different story. 
with an American song. It doesn't make sense. Oh, no. that's weird. Yeah, it's super uh, dumb. Yeah, that, that's a big deal, too. But it, yeah. it is, a, to me, like, that one at least I understand because of rights. But, yeah. like, why we don't have our original cast, why yeah. we don't have our, our old dub, uh, I don't see a good reason. Yeah. Um, and that's a bummer. Uh, the last thing I did this week was watch the original Child's Play uh, from 1988. Uh, that movie is great still. Super great, super fun. Uh, well, yeah, talk about it later. The, the new one. You know what I was just thinking about the other day? There's so many movies that I just kind of forget about. Like, I forgot that I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Really? Yeah. Oh, so? Uh, well, no. So that's not... The, that's not. I just forgot. This movie You is, just forgot. I don't care about that. I just forget about it. You know what movie I can't get out of my head for what? the life of me? What? Crimes of Grindelwald. Disobedience. Oh. Is that I, is that Jesbians? This is Jesbians. This is a Jewish lesbians film. I hate that movie. Is that because is that the one where somebody spits in someone's mouth? Yeah, Rachel McAdams. Rachel Weisz spits yeah. in Rachel McAdams' mouth. I can't get that out of my head. That movie is sitting where other movies would like to be. It has it has it is preventing other films from transitioning into my long term memory. Wow. Huh. I can't wait, and I've never seen that movie. It's so bad. Is it? I really didn't like it. I wasn't even part of the conversation. I think when the you first talked about this it? the first time, yeah. yeah. So it's been a year or two now. Definitely, yeah. Um, but speaking of, I saw Ma and uh, The Dead Don't Die this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were Dead Don't Die. I will acknowledge is better than Ma, but it's not for me. I I thought the trailers were looked pretty funny, so I did go to see it. But yeah, it, the style of the film doesn't really. It's not my kind of thing. Uh, Adri- uh, Ad- uh, what's the guy's name? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. That's the one. And Bill Murray are really great together, though. They're a lot of fun. I believe it. Their dry sense of humor works very well together. Uh, Ma is just kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's really too bad because Octavia Spencer is really good. Those are some good trailers too, man. Yeah, and you got a, you got a, you got a, um, you do have a, a sense that the film is trying to say something about bullying and about, uh, um. Stranger danger. That's not what it is, <laughs> but it is trying. It is trying to Kinda say something is, about cause bullying. Because a random stranger just said, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll invite these random kids to my house to to party and have fun and stuff." Yeah, but she she knows her their parents, oh. and she was friends with her parent with with their parents, and was bullied by them. In a, oh, well, in, well, well, that's not that's. It, it's just a way that I don't want to know more sense. than I don't know because I will eventually watch it. So the guy who directed Ma. Like, he directed The Help and Get On Up and Girl on the Train and Winner's Bone. And those were all, like, Oscar-winning movies. Yeah. And then he makes Ma. I'm like, man, it's so weird how that just happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I wonder how much studio interference there might have been. I wa- Which, but it seems Blumhouse. like a small-budget horror movie, right? Yeah, it's Blumhouse. It could have just been horror's not his thing because he hasn't made a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Octavia Spencer makes sense why she's in it. Yeah. Wouldn't be yeah. the first time that somebody who's made good movies went to Blumhouse and made a not-so-good horror movie. Who? Isn't the guy who cur- did Curse of La Llorona or one of those? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, Curse of La Llorona is not Blumhouse, though. Oh, well. I don't know. Um, the Curse of La Llorona. <laughs> anyway. Uh, La Llorona. I also, also wanted to shout out... Um, shout uh, out. A, um, Wait, how was Farkle in Ma? Oh, man. <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's really weird that that is Farkle. I like the kids a lot. You know what? In Ma, I like the kids a lot. They're really believable and really, really charming and... Uh, they make some stupid decisions that I don't quite believe, <coughs> but the the two leads are good. Ch- check every horror movie like that. No, but there's specifically a thing that they do that contradicts a thing that they did two scenes prior. Okay. That was 
That's a bummer. Yeah, it, was, it felt to me more like bad writing than bad teenagers. Yeah. Um, but I did want to shout out. Uh, uh, I just finished a podcast called Blockbuster this week. Um, Sparks, I think you know about Blockbuster. I do. Yeah. Uh, it is a podcast <coughs> that is basically documentary. Doc. It's a. They're calling it a biopod instead of a biopic, a biopod. It's a narrative podcast set in three and six parts about George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and how they created the blockbuster phenomenon that we are in today. And it and it charts their their journeys through making Jaws, making Star Wars, making Close Encounters, their relationship with John Williams, uh, their trials and tribulations of how George Lucas had a heart attack before Star Wars even came out, how it ballooned to $11 million on a $3 million budget. Um, it's incredible. It's really good. It's really well acted. Uh, if they ever does a guy sound like George Lucas? No, he what he does is um, he doesn't mimic Lucas. He mi- he mimics his cadence. Mm. So I re- I reckon it to um, in Doctor Who the Christmas Peter Capaldi's last Christmas special of Doctor Who they brought in David Bradley as the original first Doctor and he doesn't do an impression of him but he does do he does mimic his cadence gotcha okay. so he doesn't like mimic how he speaks he mimics what he does and his you can tell it's George Lucas you can tell okay so it's they don't really go for mimicry they try to mimic how Lucas was gotcha. um Spielberg is more of a mimic uh John Williams is more of a mimic uh but they all are really well done uh if they have, it's completely it's, it sounds like an expensive production it's completely voice acted it, it feels like a, a film production almost but like audio uh, it's amazing what you can do on GarageBand. Yeah, these are the guys who did uh, the score documentary, um, which is a documentary about film music. Uh, that's also really good. No, I think I remember seeing a trailer for that. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, they, if this, if this docu- if, they, if they ever wanted to do a film based on George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, you need to do it like this podcast because you can't do it any other yeah. way. This is this is how. Yo, you man, do we it. live in a world where. I wouldn't be surprised if the podcast gets a movie made. <laughs> yeah, and this one would be fantastic. It's yeah. really good. I highly recommend Blockbuster. Uh, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Because yeah, when you said Blockbuster and said it was a bio thing, I thought, wait, is this like the history of Blockbuster? How it came to be? Like no, the store? <laughs> no, it's a, it is a it is a a biopic, but biopod. All right. Uh, Entertainment Weekly like coined biopod instead of biopic. All right. Very good. Liked it a lot. Um, I, I liked it so much I just blew through it. It's six episodes, thirty minutes each, easy oh, to get through. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About two hours long. Okay. And there's little bits at the end where they talk about making the series. It's real, real good. Right on. Uh, I also wanted to touch on. I caught up on finally getting caught up on my comics. Mm-hmm. I caught up on Justice League. Mm-hmm. Justice League's amazing. Mm-hmm. Justice League is so good. Like I'm, I am freaked out by how good Justice League is. They did a six issue series called The Sixth Dimension, mm-hmm. where they talk about how, uh, where Mixie Spitalik is trying to unimagine the world so that the World Forger, who was introduced in Dark Knight's Metal, mm-hmm. can bring in a new multiverse and erase the current multiverse so that they can all be judged by the... Man, there's so much awesome cosmic shit happening at DC right now. It's incredible. That sounds awesome. Huh. I, the Justice League storyline going on right now, they just started Year of the Villain where Lex Luthor killed himself and evolved to a another to another uh, plane of existence with the help of Brainiac and the creator of the universe Perpetua and sh- and uh, he's trying to make the universe create a symbol of doom instead of justice so that Perpetua can wipe out her creators which are essentially like 
the equivalent of the high of the uh, tribunal. This sounds, sounds like Secret Wars, man. <laughs> it, it's it's the Living Tribunal. It's the equivalent of, of the Living Tribunal from okay. Marvel. Like the, basically, what Scott Snyder has done is created a. He's pulled a Dan Abnett and Andy Land in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like he's overhauled, uh, he's overhauled DC Cosmic Good. to a point where it seems bombastic and idea driven, and ideas taking shape. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean this seems like a Marvel idea in the best way, where when they when they copy each other's ideas and use them to benefit the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly that. It, yeah. it is. It is. He's Scott Snyder is doing something that DC has never attempted before, and it's so cool to see the series taking such big swings. Mm-hmm. Like just massive swings. Um, there's so many, so so much cool stuff happening in it. Not, I don't want to spoil a whole series, but it's it is probably one of the most ambitious uh, comics I'm reading right now. It's I, I, I adore it. And then I caught up on Venom, which is just so good. Mm-hmm. It's still so good. Caught up on Guardians? Not yet. That's mm. my next series. Uh, I have to. I leave all my comic books at my brother's place. Talk so about Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm getting. I need to finish Colin Bunn's Venom. Uh, so I'm all caught up with Venom, and then I'll get to Guardians, and I have a I go down series by series. Gotcha. So yeah, um, yeah, that's really it. Read Justice League, guys. It's awesome. Too many books, man. I mean, not you. I know you. But like, <laughs> yeah. Audience, read yeah. Justice League. I was reading Justice League, but I had to pull it. Yeah, the yeah. the latest six the sixth dimension thing. They had the Justice mm-hmm. Lords, and they had the uh, they had, they talked about the history of the multiverse and how uh every how every how there's multiple multiverses. And that's and then they just went to the House of Heroes from Multiversity. Uh, we we get like a bunch of Multiversity callbacks. So cool, so cool. Love it so much. I'm glad. Uh, other than that, I'm about to lose my job. So let's go and do our thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're really enjoying <laughs> comics, man. <laughs> I, the comics are so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we go into our bread and butter. Yes. Uh, shout out real quick to Downright Nerdy Podcast. Yeah. Oh, always for always. putting out a very entertaining post. Oh, uh, right. Specifically right. Yeah, direct targeting us. Yeah, they did. Yeah. After the our downfall. annual came out. Yeah. That was so cool. That was so cool. That's funny. Uh, and they also picked up Ken's book. Yeah. That yes, they cool. picked up Ken's book uh, in anticipation of our. Star Wars discussion later this year. Do, 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 yeah. do. All right, so let's get into our bread and butter. Nom, 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 nom. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then let's get into our new segment. Again, because shit. Technical difficulties, man, it happens. We, uh, we recorded this whole thing. And, well, we uh, thought we did. Yeah. And it didn't record. So uh, you guys missed out so on the greatest conversation of your life. You're never going to. You'll no, never even know. know what happened in this room. <laughs> weren't in the room where it happened. It's it's okay. Like we're we're just going to go through it. And if we sound like uh, we're breezing past it or we're a little lackluster, we apologize. But it's the second time we're talking about it today. Yes. Because our baby. equipment decided to crap out on us. But Damn. we're going to do it, and and we'll no, see no, you no. on the other side. No, put the blame where it deserves to be. It was not the equipment. It was me. It was, it was an my ax- blunder. Yours was an accident. Speaking of blunders, I hear there's a new Red Sonja director. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Uh, so you guys may know uh, Brian Singer was initially slated to direct Red Sonja. It is something that the producer of the film uh, vehemently, uh, what was the word I used before? Defended. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know that, and that's real gross. Oh, uh, yeah. The director was like, you know, we, I support him. The producer, you mean? No, the producer, right. I support Brian Singer. He's a good friend of mine. We're... You know, innocent to prove guilty. Super cool. Yeah. Then retracted that a month later. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> put it. Uh, put the series on hold. Put the movie on hold. And uh, uh, hire. They recently hired Jill Sol- Soloway. 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 Uh, who's the creator of Amazon Prime's Transparent? 
Yes. Uh, to direct the film. Yes, and she also, I know her from before that because I haven't watched Transparent. Uh, she worked on, uh, 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 oh my God, I already forgot. Uh, Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under. show about people yeah. working at a morgue and HBO. It's a good show. Yeah, I just yes. found out that the, that the creator of Gilmore Girls created Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Really? Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, okay, nice. that makes sense. That tracks. Both well-written shows about ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Red Sonia, uh, she is not a... Uh, uh, we, Conan we, character? We, she's not a Conan yep. character. She's they created, lied to us. Marketing, you're a bunch of jerks. She's, crea- she's crea- created by the same uh, character, for the same writer of Conan. Uh, John Schwarzenegger's top build. Calendar. In that original movie. Cal- <laughs> Cal- oh, did you say Conan? No, I said Calendar. Conan? <laughs> Calendar. I don't think he's hearing you guys. And then the clickbait <laughs> article says, is Conan the Barbarian going to be? This is years before <laughs> clickbait, so it's so strange. Dude, there's like a poster of Red Sonja, and then Arnold's on there, like looking kind of like Conan. <clears throat> Side note, yeah. I didn't bring this up, but because you brought up clickbait, I told Ryan and Ben this earlier. <clears throat> Brandon, did you see the article that was saying... Uh, uh, the Spider-Man spinoff films will absolutely be separate from the MCU, says Amy Pascal. Yes. And then if you read the quote, it's like, that's not what she said at all. She said that they're like, we have to treat them as individual films and they have to be great on their own. And then the, and the possibilities are endless. And I'm like, cool, thanks, headlines, for getting it totally wrong. Uh, thanks, anyway, I hate it. I, hate this. I don't want to talk yeah. about that. But I'm just excited that I didn't <laughs> want this movie to get shelved like, you know, you, like like you said earlier, Brandon, like uh, Wonder Woman's like a really great, a uh, powerful action movie. You got Captain Marvel. Like we need more badass action ladies. <coughs> Everyone needs to kick. Yeah, ass. you don't want it. You don't want it shoved away because of Brian Singer. Exactly. There's haven't a, haven't people lost out on enough? There's yeah. a market for this movie. Yeah, especially me. now. It's me. Guys, mm-hmm. I, I want Brian Singer to get charged and actually taken to court. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be great, right? If anyone was actually held accountable in this country, that'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. But even if he was charged, he'd probably get to get out on bail. Bing bong. Yeah. Woo. So July Fourth, baby. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's, it's kind of like that line in uh, Dark Knight, where it's like, yeah, the top guys they'll make bail, but the middle level guys they won't. Yeah, yeah. but then Bane he, will break them out. And you said he'll still work in Hollywood. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. That makes me uncomfortable. Let's move on. Oh boy, I'm did never gonna watch that. Actually, third you know one. Jeepers Creepers? No, 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 no. It's a different story. All right. Actually, you know what? <coughs> now there, there is a there is a prevailing new mentality going into Hollywood. So perhaps he wouldn't work in Hollywood ever well, yeah, again. Yeah, Weinst- uh, Harvey nice. Weinstein's not getting any work yeah, done. Yeah, and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, isn't working. You know, the the new guy who was recently charged with eight sexual assault cases. Oh, my God, uh, there's another one? Okay, fine. I'll just say Max Landis. Oh, oh that yeah. guy. So, yeah. No, yeah, I, sorry, I didn't. Yeah, no, you yes. can just drop that one. Yeah, yeah, you can drop that, that one. Yeah, that's that he's not, he's gone. Yeah. He's it's not working in Hollywood ever. Lord, Lord willing. Yeah, he yeah. also should be charged, yeah. which would be nice. Yeah. That's the thing is I just want I want more of these where like there's that amount of stuff as there has been about Brian Singer and there has been about uh, Max Landis. Yeah. And if you read the, some of that stuff, you're like, OK, if there's like if this is legit, let's charge him. Let's actually charge him. Don't make this just court of public opinion. Yeah. Don't just shut him out of like the business so he can't work again. Charge him. That's a crime. Yeah. Well, charge him hey guys, for the while crimes. we're talking about really gross, disgusting men, um, Bill Cosby tweeted on Father's Day uh, saying like, hey, guys, being a father is real tough. Make sure you love all your sons and your daughters. Love you. And I'm like. Bill, you're in jail. <laughs> yeah, how, are you, like, how are you tweeting right now? I, I, I didn't. I, saw, I didn't. I saw Ro- Roxy Stride. I was like, read the room, Bill. Yeah, read the room. <laughs> like, I, how did that happen? That's ridiculous. Yeah, That's crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know that Max Landis, when he left Twitter, moved to Instagram. Oh yeah, and you follow him? Not anymore. I, so it's like, Do I still follow him? Like, I don't know. Man, I haven't seen I anything. Got, I got checked. He hasn't. He hasn't posted. He hasn't posted in a while. That's why. So like, yeah. As soon as he pops up, I'm just gonna. Fuck that yeah. Up. It was. It no. was insane. Like, like, I remember when he left Twitter when the initial allegation started, and I was kind of like sitting there going, like, you know, maybe is there a way I could talk about one of his books? But then this happened. I'm like, yeah, not anymore. 
Fry no, out. Kim. No, it sucks because you, Brandon, you got me American Alien, Superman American Alien. Still a good Superman. It is a it good is. book. No, it sucks because I'm uh, looking. He's not on Instagram anymore. Good. Oh, good, good. But it sucks because once I heard the stuff about Max Landis, I'm looking at my book on my shelf. I'm like, that is such a great book. Why is it done by a shitty person? Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Still he got has, great art. He has, he has, did you hear that Max, uh, um, John, jo- Josh Trank was like, yeah, I kicked him off my set on Chronicle. Oh, wow. Yeah, Josh Trank. Who like destroyed his career from Fantastic mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I wouldn't let him on set in Chronicle. I was like, Jesus, dude, that was so lot just a long time ago too. Wow, damn. Yeah, yeah, he's about better he, stuff than this. Yeah, this is gross, man. Yeah, let's. let's I'm glad. I'm very happy that he's gone. By the yes. way, I'm glad Red Sonia is, is getting made. Yeah, Red yeah. Sonia, yay. Yeah. Um. All right. So we talked. Uh. <laughs> so we talked about before, but we did, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not a great segue. Um. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of things we talked about before. What's up? The Kingsman. Oh, oh right. yeah. And I said, you know, like I said before, it's really strange to me. Disney announced the Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. Ooh, I'm never gonna get over that. Ugh. I don't think. I, I see, like, <clears throat> this, like those movies, they're they're not for me as weird. Once I see like Marvel's X Men, that's what I'm like. Okay, this is weird. Yeah, because yeah. that's literally 20 years of, of my life where that's been a separate. Well, thing. we just we're just gonna watch a trailer. We watched a trailer for Ready or Not. We'll get to it later. 20th Century. Uh, it's it's yeah. Disney. Yeah, it's oh, Disney yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Stuper is oh. a Disney movie. It's interesting. Are you what? Stuper is 20th Century Fox. Oh shit! Yeah. We're still I, seeing all the Fox logos too. I actually kind of want to see that movie. Yeah, Stuper, yeah, right? I'll see it. Looks, it anyway. Oh yeah, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Dave Batista. I am just... into the Batista time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the Kingsman uh, will be released in February 2020 with Matthew Bond returning to direct. Sweet. Um, hopefully Jane Goldman is the writer. Yeah. She's the one who I think she's the one who made who made she did the first one. Yeah. Mm. I think her, their partnership made Kingsman really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, King, the Golden Circle wasn't bad. It was still good. It had some. Uh, it is, it points. is good, and I was gave us Rocket Man. Gave us Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man, which I still need to see. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Kingsman, the, the Secret Service, is such an incredible movie that it's given me enough goodwill going into as many Kingsman properties as you want to yeah. make. Unless if, you keep making like lesser ones. I see. It's that thing. Like this is the test. Because like if this is another like okay movie, I'm like, all right, you got to get away from Kingsman because it's ruining your your brand. Yeah. Because yeah. like you make nothing but quality, and that's, quality. And stuff. that's what I'm worried about because nothing about this setup really grabs me. Yeah. I'm oh. like, I don't need this. It's, I don't know who needs this. Although, yeah. but here's here's my well, I mean, one this. Do you? I do. Do you need it or do you just really want it? Nah, it's gotten to need. <laughs> it's moved to need. Well, <laughs> wait, no, no, hold on, hold on. Can you? Try to convince me of why. Well, I like the Kingsman universe. No, no, no. Try to convince me of why this movie needs to happen. I don't know why it needs to happen. I know why I need it. Because you like Kingsman. I like Kingsman. I like period genre pieces. I cast a lot. I like Matthew Vaughn a lot. Yeah. Like, again, I, like I said before, this takes all my boxes. Yeah. Again, like, for me, this is the one where, like, all right, you really have to prove to me that, like, this uh-huh. this is the reason you're taking 10 years of your life to work on a I franchise. would personally rather watch a Statesman spinoff film or yeah. a Kingsman 2 sequel than this. Well, you're going to get a Kingsman 2 sequel still. It's I know. Just the fourth I movie. know, but I don't need this one no, in I the know. middle. Mm-hmm. No, I don't need this one, but at the same time, I'm happy that we're going to get it. I saw, I think I saw the announcement on, like, on Facebook where it had the, the Kings with a comma over the. Yeah, know, it's called The Kings, Kings Man. Man. Yeah, I thought, oh. So it's a prequel, which is weird because when I normally hear stuff about prequels for some of my favorite franchises, I'm like, uh, yeah. do we really need Crimes that? of Grindelwald. Did Hobbit. You, yeah, even The Hobbit. You was know, kinda, The Hobbit had goodwill going into it. it going into it. That, uh, what's yeah. going on that title? Oh, yeah. boy. But that's ran for another day. Kingsman, it was one of the very few prequels where I heard, oh, yeah, I'd be down to watch that. I'm interested. I'm interested. I don't need it, but I'm interested. So the, the basically, so 
we do have a synopsis here. It's called, uh, so as a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. Discover the origins of the very first independent intelligence agency in the Kingsman. Um, and supposedly it's World War One. Yeah. Okay. Kind of the idea of what's it's, going on. It's super weird that like he's still going to make the sequel to two, but he's making this prequel first. So it makes me think like, is this all going to be like weirdly tied together? I don't think so. I think he just had an idea. Yeah. You know, like I don't think, I think with Kingsman, like I said before, he's uh, a, he, he's been like energized like story-wise. He likes the creative freedom that Kingsman gives him for better or worse. Yeah. Like I think he just has an idea and runs with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For And this is kind of the example. Of and that. man, if you were given free reign to do what you want, like I'd probably say yes. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah. still, I'm still going to roll with it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but mean, I, am I mean, I would also like a statesman spin-off and a sequel to, to Kingsman 2. Like I I mean, I want it all. I just want yeah. Cowboy Channing Tatum all day. <laughs> Who doesn't? But at the same time, I'm also going to try to look this through Ryan's eyes where it's like, hopefully it's good because I don't want Kingsman to get stale. Yeah. yeah like, I just don't want another Kingsman 2. That's all. Like, yeah. Again, it's not bad, but like, Which is weird, cause when your quality level is so high, like, I don't want just good from you when you yeah. give me great. Hashtag justice for Lancelot. Anyway. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, She'll come back as a zombie robot. Oh, can we not? This is trans- That's the plot of Transformers when Optimus Prime came back. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> and as Ryan pointed out the first time we talked about this, Aaron Taylor Johnson can't carry a film. Yeah. I have no oh, if he is, that. And the co-lead, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. I'm, I'm actually there for Daniel Brühl and Charles Dance and uh, Digimon Hansu. Did, Ray Fiennes, Yeah, man. Ray Fiennes, too. Ray Fiennes, as well. Love I, Ray Fiennes. All the British. Yeah. All the <laughs> Essentially, all the British. Mm-hmm. Was Digimon Hansu British? Yes. Yeah, yes. sure. Yes, he is. He is, for sure. He has an accent that I cannot verify is British, but it's probably around there. Okay. I'm like 80% sure he's British. I really am. <laughs> uh, Everything f- you thought you knew about the Kingsman was wrong. Let's move on. Hopefully oh, not. Let's, yeah. Um, Digimon. Bet right, your so bottom dollar. <laughs> so let's move into DC Comics. Um, we do have some... I guess both of these news bits are a little disappointing. This is one that's probably the saddest. I would say one's a little more disappointing, but at the same time, it's kind of... It's not... Horrible. It makes sense. Yeah. So DC Comics is shuttering a couple of their imprints. Mm-hmm. DC Inc., DC Zoom, and Vertigo. They're consolidating. They're consolidating. Yeah. yeah. We're, but we're they are. They, they they call it sundowning, which I thought was an interesting. That's term. it's a that's like a, a nice way of euthanizing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're we're nicely killing you. <laughs> yeah. So DC Inc., DC Zoom are really recent imprints uh, that are being consolidated into a new imprint called DC Kids. There will be DC, which will be uh, just their line of comics. Yeah, you, you Batman, Superman, regular stuff. All the titles that are currently in Vertigo, I don't believe anything is being canceled. I've not heard anything like that. Um, will be moved to either DC or the DC Black Label. And to be fair, Vertigo doesn't have like an, a huge amount of titles to anyway. So like, yeah. it, I, I don't think any will be canceled because there's only like five. Yeah, Sandman. <laughs> yeah. There's like five Sandman titles yeah. alone. Yeah. Like basically, what's happening is, uh, well, you said, you know, ever since Karen Berger, who was the uh, Basically, the the head Shepherd. of Vertigo. She's yeah. the one who created it, uh, who got it started. She did Swamp Thing, uh, Hellblazer, Animal Man, yeah. uh, Sandman. Preacher, Why the Last Man, uh, Transmetropolitan, like all these books. The man. heyday of Vertigo Fable. was Karen Berger. 80s and 90s. Like, like it started in 93. 93. Sorry, yeah, okay, so early 90s, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Karen Berger, when she left, DC didn't know what to do with it anymore. They, they, had, they had no plan, especially because Swamp Thing and Hellblazer ended up moving to the DC universe after mm-hmm. Flashpoint. Like that was, they just didn't know what to do anymore. And that was too bad. So, you know what, they're bringing, they're shuttering it. It's kind of, 
uh, like Ryan said, it is kind of better this way. Because like you don't need nine different imprints. Yeah. Like two of like three of them do the same thing. Yeah. Like you you have your kids books, you have your like you know all friendly kind of books in the middle, like your regular comics, and then you have your mature books. Yeah. Like that's that's your demographics all right there. I'd yeah. rather them kill Vertigo than let it keep limping along. <laughs> As Vertigo, I mean, yeah, I'd I mean, you brought up something. That I'd I, rather that Black Label hadn't even been created, and that they'd seen that. Seven imprints was too much. Yeah, because that's what Vertigo making. was. It was and mature just, DC, and just not DC Black Label, DC Vertigo. Yeah, just yeah. do that and do all your Black Label yeah. stuff in DC Vertigo. Why are you making this new name that, frankly, sounds stupid? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, it does. DC Black Label is not appealing as a name. It, it, like it's it's not DC it's Vertigo. Ma- mature quotes. It's mature. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Sparks because DC Vertigo does have like because if you put in your copy of V for Vendetta, guess what pops up the opening credits? Vertigo. Mm. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a great comic. But then you now with that they've reprinted. It's gonna be DC Black Labels. Like where the Virgo logo go? Yeah. Well, no. I think no. I think I think everything. It's a silly tangent, but I I don't think I don't think they're going to rebrand past things. They don't want to spend the money. No, No. they won't rebrand past things. But new things could now potentially wind up having the DC Black Label, and Vertigo's just better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like the I like the Vertigo name. Again, like like I said, like last round. There's a Vertigo movie coming out this year. The oh, kitchen. the kitchen, yeah. yeah. Um, Vertigo oh, has yeah. the clout from from being here since '93. Like it's 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 got a reputation. Black Label has been around not been around long enough, and like not all the books have been fantastic. Like there's been Batman Damned, uh, Scott Snyder's book. Last well, there's only been th- is it white? Is out. it White Knight? White Knight being retroactively was turned into Black Label. Yes, white retroactively. Knight, yeah. And DC and the Fruit New Frontier yeah. have been retroactively turned. Oh into yeah, black there's, label. there's a ton of older titles that are being repurposed as Black Label. Yeah. New Frontier is not the only one. Yeah, no. Um, Watchmen sure is isn't a lot of bla- Batman. Isn't Frank Miller's Superman book Black Label? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Watchmen is now Black Label. That I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It's basically like they're mature things. They're just kind of putting the Black yeah, Label yeah, yeah. on it. Uh, but the, like, the the news things are oh, damned. And there that, was one more before last night. I, I don't, don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Dan Didio had this to say. <coughs> let me let me call go, it out. Go my for it, Dan. Uh, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Um, we're returning to a singular presentation of the DC brand that was present throughout most of our history until 1983 when we launched Vertigo to provide an outlet for edgier material. That kind of material is now mainstream across all genres, so we thought it was the right time to bring greater clarity to the DC brand and reinforce our commitment to storytelling for all of our fans uh, in, in every age group. This new system will replace the age rating we currently use our, uh, out on our, soul, on our material. Uh, Dan Dito. Basically, um, he's saying that, you know, the things that Vertigo is created for, you know, drug use, sex, alcohol use, like all those sort of things, mm. they're mainstream now. They can yeah. be used in comic books. Yeah, you don't, and it's normal. You can have things about sex and drugs, they don't have to be rated R either. You can, yeah. They can be talked about in like lighter terms. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is a bummer. It is a bummer. It really is. Like, Specifically, because like like we said, like it's kind of been this like limping along for the last couple of years when they relaunched it. Yeah. Uh, and like I only had a couple books. And I know like Sandman is a universe of five books, but like if like Sandman's one thing, and then you got like Lucifer. Yeah. And what else he got? I don't, nothing else is out right well, now. There's like the dreaming and the. Well, that, that's all Sandman stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm like its own other things. Like they don't have anything else. Yeah. What's Vertigo releasing books now? Because I don't. Yeah. Yes, there are Vertigo okay. books out right now. Again, like like they just relaunched the Sandman universe with like five yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's it. Uh yeah, so th- they'll now be repurposed yeah. into a, a Sandman. I think is just gonna be DC now. Then, so I mean, it's a bummer that we're not using the Vertigo name. Well, the the Dreaming was in Dark Knight's Metal, so like it it makes sense that like Sandman yeah. is just gonna be incorporated. Yeah. 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 At the same time, though, nothing's going away. 
And so if they're no. sh- if they're shutting it down and then getting rid of everything, then I'd be pissed. Yeah. But if it's like we're just moving it to another like building, essentially, then but oh, the problem the right. problem is that when they moved Hellblazer and Swamp Thing to the main DC universe, both those books ended. Well, Swamp Thing and Constant well. Swamp Thing fared better than Constantine, to be fair. Swamp Thing did actually fine. Yeah. Constantine got the axe. Yeah. And Constantine got turned into a PG-13 character of himself. Yeah. He na- Now he's more how he used to be. But, but he doesn't have a title. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And he's still a PG-13 Swamp Thing, or uh, Constantine. Yeah. And Swamp Thing doesn't have a title. So like no. th- these characters, I think, fared better in Vertigo than they do in the DC Universe. Yeah, it fits better there. But Swamp Thing did fare better. But anyway. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Oh, Karen Berger actually had a quote I wanted to touch on. Go Karen, for it, Berger. Karen Berger tweeted out, uh, corporate thinking and creative risk-taking don't mix. DC mixing Vertigo was a long time coming, but hey, we changed the game and we had a blast doing it. Honored to have worked with so many incredibly talented creators and editors, and thanks to all our fab readers. Hashtag Ver- Viva Vertigo, hashtag Burger Books. Yeah. Yay. Burger Books is her, her current Dark Horse imprint. Mm-hmm. It's a great name, Burger Books. Yeah. Mm. Makes me hungry for a cheeseburger. So yeah, moving on. Um, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. oh, I hear he does whatever a spider can. Marvel. Yeah, did something stupid. <laughs> oh, you mean they're they're extravagant teas? I was going to tease a huge big event. They they started a countdown at four. Yeah, <laughs> who does that? Those che- those rat bastards. I was so excited. Well, you were the most excited. I was like, ooh, are they well, going to do again, something? When you start with four, we don't think it's a countdown. See, the Fantastic <laughs> Four Spider-Man thing was. The secondary theory that I saw, mm-hmm. I always saw people being like, oh, it's like RoboCop 3 in comics. It's like uh, Batman 66 in comics. Like They're just going to make Spider-Man 4 in a they're comic doing, book. Yeah, Raimi's Spider-Man in a comic. It's like, which is a cool idea. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. Um, but no, it is none of those things. Four, yeah. three, two, one. Couple day, four, <laughs> four days later, it is J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams, his son, mm-hmm. his 20 or 21-year-old son, nobody's sure. With the same glasses <laughs> as him. With the same glasses he, guys, as him. Guys, he's J.J. Jr. He cloned him for sure. 100%. J.J. 2.0. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Henry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he, they are writing a Spider-Man five-issue limited series with Sarah Pacelli. And it's just called Spider-Man. It's just called Spider-Man. So there's going to be two books called Spider-Man coming out at the same time. That just yeah. called Spider-Man. That's weird. Wait, what's the other one? Spider-Man. Well, they have the Amazing Spider-Man with Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Isn't... Isn't isn't uh, uh, Miles's book just Spider-Man? Oh no, it's Miles Morales colon Spider-Man. So there's no just Spider-Man book? Yeah. Oh well, this is oh never mind. This is it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So it's even worse than I thought. JJ get JJ and as a kid get the top spot. It's just Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah. not even a side book. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Amazing Spider-Man is supposed to be the top book. Well, but I yeah. know, but like you know, when you have spectacular or like yeah. you know, detective, like it's it's like when something is just called Batman. That's the Batman book. Yeah. Spider-Man, Superman, like. This is worse than I thought. Yeah, so so spider so they're writing a story that's going to introduce a character called Cadaverous, which mm. has lens flares for eyes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Typical funny. JJ. Um, he says the story shows Peter Parker in a way you haven't seen him before. Everything you know Ooh. is wrong. In lens flares. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> okay, so I I won't go into the huge play I went into last round, but I, w- I do do want to talk about no, John do it. D- John Layman, uh, who wrote Detective Comics uh, for the New Fifty Two. He writes Chew. Uh, he writes Leviathan, uh, which is a, a current kaiju book. Uh, he says on Twitter, "Been making comics since 1995. Deliver quality scripts on time and hassle-free. Have two Eisners and seven New York Times bestsellers. Pursued Marvel work since mid 2016 and was told this year by a credible source, Mar- Marvel will not hire you. So, congrats to J.J. Abrams' kid on writing Spider-Man." 
And that right there is like the problem with this entire yes, thing. This kid yep. is so young. Yeah, and like it's every kid's dream to want to write a Spider-Man comic, right? So none of us here and nobody on the internet is bagging on the kid. This this is just like a kid who gets to do what he wants. This is J.J. Abrams wielding his big this is J. J. Hollywood J. J. dick around saying, big, hey, make my son a comic book and writer, not please. just that. It's Marvel responding and listening, saying, yeah, totally fine. Because John Lehman continued to go, yeah, like I'm good friends with the, the editor-in-chief, Sibolsky, uh, and I'm friends with all the editors there. And they just say, there's no work for me there right now. That doesn't make sense. There's a thousand characters at Marvel. You could write what, any character in any different way. This kind of goes back to, I think Sibolsky is kind of dropping the ball as editor-in-chief. Man, I... Oh, Sibolsky pissed everybody off because when he did the one, he made a one, oh, more, one day more day comment that pissed off a bunch of Spider-Man fans Man. who were like, wow, yeah. really? F you, Sibolsky. And you got, everyone remember this is the guy who pretended to be Japanese and wrote Japanese there, comic books. I, I remember kind of like, okay, can't wait to see what Sibolsky does. Same. Look, he got Jonathan Hickman back. That's a, that's a huge get, and I will always yeah. Yeah. have some respect for that. But <laughs> everything else, it's what not, are you doing? This whole th- this whole thing is just uh, not to bag on, on uh, Henry. His name's Henry, right? Henry, Henry yeah. yeah, but it's like, Daddy got me this biggest jo- the biggest job ever. It's literally yeah. the, which is, the biggest comic at Which Marvel. I really hope, like Ryan, you were saying earlier, this could be either really, really good or it could be really, really bad, and this poor kid, because if it's really, really bad, this poor kid even, is never going to write books again. Yeah. Even if the comic is good, this is still not good practice. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if it's good, this is still not good practice. But it's... And listen, and like... It, and it very well like, might be we, bad, we, and then I'm just going to slot it right in there with the bad writers of Spider-Man. But I'm just... Boy, boy. Don't like. um, I st- it's still funny the second time. Thanks. I, I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this, like... I, I do f- kind of feel bad for this kid because, like, if this book is bad and it is his dream to write comics, like, it's going to come because of JJ, him. it's like, in like, then impossibly might not be good. But if if JJ is actually super involved in this and this book is really successful and good, and then Henry goes on to write comics on his own, that dude's twenty one. Like, we all want to be writers in our own way, but like, you're you're not a good writer when you're young. You have to get no. good at writing. That's why there are no famous comic book writers at twenty years old. It's just you're not good yet. So I just don't see how this is going to be a win for anybody. I like. Right. I, I feel. Bad, I feel bad for people who run a right Spider Man. They see this and they feel like they're neglected. Like, if it if it's bad, it comes to him. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who's. And going JJ to get still gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah. This is going to impact the kid's future. Yeah. Which is like that's kind of shit. JJ Abrams is still coming out with a two billion dollar movie this year. A hundred percent. And hey, at the end of the day, Henry's still the, the son of JJ. He can still probably yeah, yeah, do he other can stuff. Still do whatever he wants. But like, I don't think this. Oh is... Oh my God! This is John Landis and Max Landis. <laughs> Kind of. Max Landis is actually a really good writer. No, I know, I, I I know, but like this is John. Max Landis doesn't have a career without John Landis. Probably, yeah, yeah. Like this is John Landis, famous director, mm-hmm. pushed Max Landis into into being a, a famous writer. Yeah, sure. I mean, but that's not the first time that like, you know, someone famous has pushed their family through because they're like, hey, they got talent, let them take the shot at this. Yeah. This isn't the first time that has happened. I think what's so aggressive about this is the fact that it's in the comic book industry. Where this doesn't usually happen, the talent yeah. pool is just so come and small. Swung, al- swung along, and and not only that, it's that hey, he's writing Spider-Man, not like hey, he's gonna write this story. He's about, writing web about of Spider-Man, a miniseries that's like a side story. He's writing Spider-Man number one. Yeah, yeah, he's not writing like you know. Captain America. This is why it wasn't nuts when like James Monroe Iglehart got to write one issue of like the Amazing Spider-Man Friends team up or whatever yeah, it yeah. is that he's got coming out. That wasn't a big deal because I was a celebrity who went around and was talking about, yeah, I really love Spider-Man. I actually ha- am a huge Marvel nerd and he- he's written some stuff and he's like, he pitched an idea and he got a single issue in that. Or mm-hmm. when R.L. Stein wrote Man <clears throat> Thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's not, it's Man Thing. Right. Yeah. This is, this is, J.J. Abrams gets his son to be able to write the most famous comic character of in, all time. Yeah. 
in his own private series. That's nuts. It is. It's and again, good for that kid. And like I again, like I feel bad because there are people shitting all over that kid, and it is not his fault. No, yeah. that kid's that kid's twenty one. Like we were all twenty one. We're all young and silly. We want to. I want our Spider Man now. We all wanted to be J J Abrams kids. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want the benefits of it. Yeah, no, actually, I, I love benefits. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to our trailers then? Uh, real quick, a uh, jumping in. Uh, are we still recording? Yes. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is Blood a game stained. that launched this week, and uh, our friend of the podcast, Christopher Swindle, is oh, the yeah. voice of Alfred the Alchemist in that. Yay. And that's awesome. I'm and definitely shout cool. out to him. Gonna if you're checking that. out that game, that's awesome. Yeah. You should uh, hit him up and let him know what that you was think. A, at Swindle Topher on Instagram. That was a Kickstarter game almost over two years ago. That's yeah. finally coming out. Yeah. That's the Thank God. guys who did Castlevania, right? It sure is. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. He's very excited. Hey, very Konami, excited. stop effing up. All right, so no, moving yeah, yeah. on to our trailers, we have um, one that only Sparks and I saw. Well, it's not to, not for lack of trying. The, <laughs> yeah, the internet it's doesn't not have it. online yet. Yeah, so this apparently. is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah. So when we went and saw Toy Story four, not at the same theater, yeah. uh, at our respective theaters, we saw a new trailer for Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which might have turned me around on this movie. Yeah, like a little bit. <laughs> Uh, not just, maybe not to the extent that I'll see it in theaters, but to an extent where I'm like, I might watch this now. And I was wrong. It, it's the guy who directed both the Muppet movies, so he did direct a good one too. Oh, got James it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was just missing Jason Siegel for that second yeah, one. Yeah, mm, yeah. It, it could be. It could be very entertaining. So the big thing about this one is that there's early in the trailer, there's a flashback to Dora's childhood, and it's her with her parents, which is Michael Pena and yeah. uh, Ava and Ava Longoria, yeah. and, and Diego is there, and it's young Diego is there, and they're sitting in the kitchen, and she eats, and she says, "Mmm, this is delicioso," and then she looks right at the camera, and she says, "Can you say delicioso?" And then the parents just stop and are staring at her, and Michael Pena just kind of looks around, like she'll grow out of it. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> and I was that's like, that's super. Meta. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, we see Swiper in this one. Is he like he a realistic a- fox? No, no. Uh, he looks like boots. he's like okay. he's oh, like right. yeah, the hedgehog fox. Yeah, mm, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the animation's not like as bad of a translation of that character. He looks like boots translated. He yeah, looks yeah. like that translated. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it definitely made me go, oh, maybe we are just gonna lean hard into the comedy and weirdness of this now being her older yeah. thing, which I'm kind of into. And I'm like, yeah. maybe Swiper can work in this movie now. Because prior yeah. to that, I was like, I can see how Boots can work. I don't understand how Swiper can work in this movie. Yeah. There, now I'm starting to see how it could work. There's actually, like, some of the comedy lands for me better in this trailer. Like, there's a bit where she's like, the jungle is completely safe. And the, the guy from, oh, I forgot his name. Um, but he was he was in the remake of Overboard. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, Runs into a tree, runs into a runs into a, a cobbler. He's like, "This is the jungle is not safe." Falls down a hill. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Yeah, man. Like when I remember, like when the very first trailer came out, I'm like, "Oh, this doesn't look like terrible." No. And then like the, hearing the second trailer is better. I'm like, "Like I'm okay. I, I'm okay with like a PG Indiana Jones man." And oh, actually, yeah, yeah. And it actually, it actually, I I watched this trailer. I was like, "Oh, now I know who the audience is. Mm-hmm. Now I know what you're trying, what audience you're trying to yeah, yeah, to. yeah." And and it it's on a point where I'm like you know this isn't gonna be like the greatest movie ever but it looks like a quality if the reviews are quality good enough, family film I'll see it for four bucks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I was I was impressed uh, I'm I'm like oh they there is a vision here yes it's a clear intent of tone yeah that's awesome that's cool to hear about a Dora the Explorer movie yeah right <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. Um, I, right. I need to see this trailer because it's still a hard pass we, for me yeah. we tried to find this online yeah, it doesn't we tried exist really yeah. hard. It's not online yet. Yeah. At the time of this recording, it is not online. And you guys even saw Toy Story 4, and it wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Did you guys see it at a, at a 
I was I, at an AMC when I saw it. Oh, when I saw, I saw it, at an AMC. That's Because when I because when I was at uh, Cinemark for seeing Toy Story for a second time, they had the old Dora trailer. Yeah, we had the old one. Yeah, yeah. which is sucks because the trailer I saw was for Arctic Fox. And we all no, we all, we all saw Arctic that dogs, too. my man. Arctic Wait, is, dog. it, is it dogs or foxes? I actually don't, I don't know. I don't. It, Arctic. I don't care. I, I stopped CGI. It's a bad CGI animated movie that I don't. We only talk about things. I tuned the whole thing out. Made I tuned the whole movie out until. The very end when Jeremy Renner was forced to say the line, it's like the planet made a poopy. <laughs> Boy. Wow. I can't even believe wow. that the word poopy is in a movie. Quality writing right there, guys. Trailer. Goodness gracious. Whew. There's, I don't know really like butt jokes or fart jokes or those kind of things. There's only ever one that really like hit me hard. It was in Troll Hunters. Okay. There's one in Troll Hunters that got me hard. Okay. Every fart joke in Adventure Time is quality. Mm. I don't remember it too well. I saw this. Ser- I haven't seen this series in a long time. Yeah. Right. So moving on, Scooby Doo and Guess Who. Hey. Oh. Which is exclusively on Boomerang. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's part of what I hate. It's part of the Boomerang streaming service only. It's it's launching June twenty seventh. This kind of came out. This of is nowhere. my nightmare, dude. I'd heard rumblings that this yeah. was happening, and then all of a sudden, bam! A trailer drops. It's announced. It's happening on Boomerang streaming service June twenty seventh. I'm like, this is terrible. Classic animation style. <clears throat> yes. I uh, love well, it. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, they're taking the designs back. Um, this is a double edged sword for me because this does confirm the death of Be Cool Scooby Doo. Yes. And Be Cool Scooby-Doo was fantastic. Uh, I Seriously, if you're ever a fan of Scooby-Doo, you need to watch Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Um, it, is, it is what the show can be as reinterpreted for modern audiences and like doing something different and new. And it's unfortunate that that didn't get an audience because I, I feel like, you know, maybe because it's a streaming service that will collect more of an audience and they're not going to worry about it so much. So I wish that that had happened with Be Cool Scooby-Doo. That they had just launched it on a streaming service rather than like, hey, it's kind of on Cartoon Network and we hope people watch it because a lot of people didn't even know about it. Anyway, yeah. so it's the same voice cast for the gang as Be Cool Scooby-Doo had. Uh, it's, the, it's the voice cast that is synonymous with Scooby-Doo right now. It's Matthew right. Lillard, um, Kate Micucci. Kate Micucci, who was relatively new yeah. up to Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Uh, Greg Griffin as Daphne Blake and Frank Walker as uh, Scooby So uh, even though Scooby Be, cool, and Fred. Be Cool's ending, it's still the same cast. So it's almost just like a, a <clears> new a Well, yeah, it is, but like the type of show is going to be no, different. And that's, you, yeah. and that's sad. Like that, that was a, uh, it was an art style that I thought was inventive. Yeah, yeah. It was a new attack on the show that I thought was really awesome. And that's, that's dead. And I don't know that we will now, because like this is cool but as you said we are now going back to the older style of scooby-doo more traditional we're not moving forward with it we're going back to traditional Mm -hmm. and that's cool for this series because i kind of want this series to be traditional if you're doing it but i don't think we're going to see a modern step forward for scooby-doo again for a while because be cool failed and that bums me out hardcore so that being said but this series is basically uh, kind <coughs> of a remake of a of a like Scooby Doo All Stars. Yes, it is. It is basically a relaunch of that series. Yeah. Um, and it's got all kinds of guests. Here's who's announced so far: Kevin Conroy as Batman. Hell yeah! Ricky Gervais says himself. Uh, all the celebrities you know are themselves. Halls- Halsey, Mark Hamill, Bill Nye, Chris Paul, Sia, Keenan Thompson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Penn and Teller, Jim Gaffigan, Wanda Sykes, Whoopi Goldberg, Jaleel White as Steve Urkel. Weird Al Yankovic, Ian James Corlett as Sherlock Holmes, Rachel Kimsey as Wonder Woman, and John DiMaggio as Abraham Lincoln. Uh, based on Rachel Kimsey and Kevin Conroy as Batman and Wonder Woman, respectively, and uh, they've already said the Flash is on there, but I don't know who. 
they haven't announced who is voicing him, but I'm assuming it is whoever's on Justice League action mm. because Rachel Kimsey is the Wonder Woman of Justice League action. And so is Kevin Conroy the voice of Batman for it. So right. I'm assuming everyone who's that is coming over. And Mark Hamill is probably Joker. Mark Hamill's being Mark Hamill. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it says Mark Hamill as himself. Mark Hamill is being Mark Hamill. In well, he was Mark Hamill in Justice League action, so he could play do Yeah, I, I mean, he very likely is going to be the Joker in the Batman episode, Yeah, but he is going to have an episode where he is himself. Yeah. It would be really cool to see Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye in the same episode, and there's no saying that that isn't the case because these are just the list of guest stars, not necessarily yeah. who they're showing up with. Yeah. So it's cool. Like uh, uh, Scooby-Doo All-Stars was such a cool series. Um, he met Batman. He met the Addams oh, Family. Harlem you're, Globetrotters. You're, you see, keeps all stars. It's the new Scooby Doo movies. The new Scooby Doo movies. Sorry, um, uh, the Harlem Glo- Globe Trotters. Yeah, Tr- Trotters. That series was awesome. Yeah, uh, Don Don Knotts. All kinds of great things. Uh, and uh, by the way, I don't think we ever touched on this on here, but they finally got the rights. They've released a collection this year on DVD of the new Scooby Doo movies that is nearly complete. I think it's only missing two episodes that they just can't get the rights for for the celebrities. But it has, uh, I think eight episodes that have never been released on home video before because they never had the release rights for it. So now almost all of the new Scooby-Doo movies are coming out in an anniversary collection pack this year on DVD. That means the, en- that means the entire original Scooby-Doo series is almost complete. Almost. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Almost. Um, so this is all really good news. I'm always up for more Scooby-Doo and this looks like a series with like a lot of, a lot of good creative control behind it. I'm really excited about it. Definitely uh, the fact that it's connecting with Justice League action is awesome to me. Because I love Justice League action. That's still great. Um, oh, this is great. So the, the I just looked it up. The new Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, it's called <laughs> the new Scooby-Doo movies. The almost complete collection. Right, exactly. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so be cool. Scooby-Doo is, is dead, and that's the sad part of this news. But I'm glad that's that there's still cool. stuff like this happening, that Matthew Lillard and all of them are still getting to play the cast because that we, they were robbed of it in this animated film that they're making for theaters, and F them for that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's cool. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, me too. I'm actually, I haven't watched Scooby-Doo in a while because uh, my favorite is a pup named Scooby-Doo. You would really like Be Cool Scooby-Doo and we should watch it sometime. Is it like a pup named Scooby-Doo almost? Um, it's it's definitely in that vein it's more of cartoony? humor. It's far more cartoony. Than I'm into. Um, my favorite joke that's ever been made in any Scooby-Doo thing ever is in it. And it's that uh, there's an episode where they have to, they're trying to help uh, a concert hall that's about to have a famous band play there. And the band gets scared away by ghosts and the gang says, well, we'll figure it out. And it's like, yeah, but we need a lead uh, for the band to play here. We need a a music band. And Shaggy's like, well, we'll be the band. And uh, everybody's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, we're a band. And they're like, we're not a band. And he's like, you guys don't play instruments? I thought that's what we were. And it's like, you thought that's what we do? And he's like, why else do we want drive around the country in the van? I thought we just solved mysteries on the side. (laughs) I was wondering when we were going to start playing music. That's pretty good. That's good. I'm into that. That's pretty good. So then the next trailer is Ready or Not, which is a Here you come. new mm-hmm. Disney movie from 20... 20- <laughs> You're not wrong! From Fox Searchlight. <laughs> so yeah, weird. Yeah. I love it. Uh, this is an independent film from Fox Searchlight. It's, uh, it's basically a uh, a woman marries into a very famous dynasty, or Dominion, as they call them. Dominion. They make board games, uh, and she has to play a game of hide-and-seek that turns out to be deadly. Yes. Well, she has to, like, pick a game. Oh, yeah. And the game she picks is hide-and-seek. I wonder what the other games would have been, like shoots and ladders. <laughs> like a cabin-in-the-woods scenario. Oh, Who yeah. knows? Yeah, right. But here's the kicker, though. She has to not get caught or not be, like, yeah, caught. Because they find her in the trailer, but she has to, like, get away if she is until caught, dawn. If she is caught 
she is killed. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. trying to kill her yeah. as so, part of some ritual, and so, they're bad at it. Yeah, so she lives. <laughs> and I love that they're bad at it. Yeah, because she lives, she's fine. And I guess her husband is also, into, is like, he was like. Perhaps. Maybe. I, I don't perhaps know. the husband is on the side of good, or perhaps I not. I don't know. But just the. the I've seen your next. <laughs> I have yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of your next vibes to this. Yeah. This, was real, this was real yeah. fun. Yeah, this, it's no. like a it's like a classic horror tro- uh, uh, trope, but like reversed. No, it's a, a yes. horror, but also it's like a dark comedy too. Yeah, because they kill the maid. Like where the maid's like ah, and then <laughs> they she kill more than one. It's like, oh, it's like damn it, Sarah, you killed the maid. Yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. Does she look like she's wearing a white wedding dress? <laughs> I really like it. And that yeah, one no. guy who's like looking, watching, like. Like a uh, freaking uh, YouTube video is like introduce oh, how you do you to use your, your crossbow, your crossbow. And, and they Adam, kill another maid, and they're like, "Whoops!" Adam Brody's in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. I'm I'm real into this. This looks awesome. Yeah, this looks a lot of fun. It's it, it looks fun. It looks great. It looks like oh man, this looks like the shittiest I game. Want, of I want it real bad. Ever, yeah, like I don't want to play. Like dark comedies where like like oh murder's funny. I'm like man, I don't know why. Like I really I really like that kind of movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks really funny. Is that Margot Robbie in this movie? No. no. I, it looks a lot like her. Yeah. Right now. I don't remember. I forgot to look it up. Okay. Um, I'm on it. So, Stranger Things 3. Yes. So, they, they've been releasing like so many like mini teases or like mini clips that like weren't just trailers. Right, but this is the third trailer. And then, no, I know, but I mean, it's like all the. I haven't like liked any of those. Like, they released just like, like the. Like, her the name? Pool, the pool scene. Is Samara Weaving. Oh. Oh. Cool. Hugo weaving. Um, but like they released like like the scene at the pool with like Billy and it's like all these little clips. I'm like, just show me the trailer. And this is the trailer I was waiting for, and this trailer is awesome. This trailer is really This trailer good. is really well made. I am really excited. And I for feel the things. tension, I feel like I things are ramping up. Even the first two trailers, I wasn't quite sold on this on this on this next season. Yeah, yeah. The second season I liked, but it did kind of leave a bad taste on where the series could go yeah. for me. This season this trailer was like hardcore into this. It feels like uh and Sparks, you can go to this. You know how like Daredevil season three is kind of more in tune with Daredevil season one, yes, and two is like the outlier. Uh-huh. That's what this season feels like to me. Like they're trying to go back to like the really horror scientific stuff. Get away from some of the stuff maybe you didn't like in season two. Yes. Get away from the X Men stuff that I was that I thought was going to be in here. Thank God it's not. Uh, just focus on the characters. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Mad Max is in there a lot. And like I like her a lot. So looks, it, looks yeah, so it looks good. like the mind flare has actually escaped into the real world. And he speaks, or he, he speaks. was, or he's never left, or and he never he's left. Possessed. Um, he's possessed. Um, Billy. Billy. Billy speaks because he's speaking through somebody. Yeah, Billy, probably. And it's interesting because you think he's speaking through because that didn't sound like Billy to me. Yeah, it sounded know. a lot like David Harbor. Hey, maybe. Oh, it does. Oh it does. shit. Spicy. Oh yeah, shit. Especially so, it's interesting. Like because we saw the mind flare at the end of season two. Big boy. He was looking at. He was looking at through the. Uh, he was looking at the. Um, the school. The school, but in the upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Again, I want to be the person of the upside down that has to match everything to the. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, they put up streamers today. <laughs> Evil streamers. <laughs> uh, yeah, this looks real good. I'm really uh-huh. excited for this. I think the cast looks great. I think this this season is gonna be a lot of fun. I know what I'm doing. Fourth yeah. of July, binging, yeah. watching fireworks. Uh, after that, working. <laughs> but that's at night. Eating dinner, possibly. When are you gonna watch? Making love things? to your lady. Oh, Poss- that's possibly. a yeah. possibly. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right. So yeah, this looks really great. Uh, I think we will. We have talked about Stranger Things in the past on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We will probably fake nerds watch this one. Oh yeah. And by that I mean that we'll probably not do it episode by episode. We'll probably do specials of chunks, mm-hmm. and we'll do it with Brandon because Brandon is a fan of Stranger Things. So we'll bring Brandon on for those. Hell oh my yeah. God. It's finally happening. Hell yeah, baby. I've been throwing hints for years. 
for years. For all years. the years. Oh, we, we just need a Stranger Things 3. That's all we've been waiting for. All right. So let's move on to our main topic. Our our mini topic? Yes, we'll go to our mini topic first. Yeah. All right, before we get into our main topic, we thought we'd talk about, uh, you know, jive about a uh, child's play. We just got, for we, a little bit. we got to talk about... Uh, Andy and his and his murderous dolls. Before we can talk about Andy and his sweet dolls, right? You keep saying that, but Andy's not in Toy no, Story. Yes, 4. he is. Yes, he is. He is. Shh, spoilers. It's the beginning of the movie. They saw yeah, the trailer. It, it was in the trailer. They know. Yes. Anyway, that's also just a fun joke that two movies with Andy and, yeah. and toys. That's just funny. It's no okay. Really weird tangent, but last night when Fanny and I were on Facebook, some the Durex condom company put up a. a uh, ad said Andy's Toys in 1998 and then Andy's Toys now and it was just a box of rubbers. Uh, oh, well, that's God. not that's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's a college boy. Oh, uh, yeah. no, now he's not yeah, an adult. adult. He's <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, so a lot of people play. are running on that joke. Yeah. So, you know, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but Child's Play is pretty good, I think. I uh, Yes, I have a fondness for the original franchise and I watched the original Child's Play last night in preparation for this and uh, it's exactly what you want in a remake, Brandon. It does something completely different while still being somewhat faithful to what the core of the story is. Uh, it's still about a murderous doll, but it is pretty much fundamentally a different movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. I really enjoyed almost everything about this movie, pretty much. Uh, so Tom Holland's original horror films are two for two on that one. Hell yeah. Fright Night yep. and Child's Play, and both of them have been remade into new and imaginative for, and modernized yep. Just for the audience. Films. Not the current actor Tom Holland. He wasn't born yet. There was like a screenwriter was Tom Holland. It was pretty clear when I said his original films, Fright Night. And no, I know, Child's but like a lot of people don't know that there's currently four Tom Hollands in, fi- in the film yeah. industry. Well, you know, now they do. Not Spider-Man directed a 1980s movie called Fright Night. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so this child's play is about AI. Uh, you know, very modern. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is like a is like a young hot mom. She makes yeah, a great joke, is. a great joke. Like, hey, I had a really crazy Swiss sixteen. What are you gonna do? And like, yeah. that's like that's realistic to me, man. I totally right. buy that. It's I get that. Extremely realistic, and also, um, the way that the chip that the chip gets uh, mal- the way that the doll malfunctions is yeah. kind of I love it's, it. It's, it's really so messed silly. up. This it's, movie's way silly. It's kind of it like oh oh. That how the toys and small soldiers go haywire. Yeah. Bit, except it was done with purposeful intent to yes. like screw this company, screw this guy, and then the guy jumps off a roof and onto a car and kills himself. Well, yep. it's it's really great because the movie opens with like the Kazlin, like, you know, we love children, uh, we love s- toys. S- spoilers for child's play. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. spoilers. Uh well, I mean, I guess, yeah. Well, that's not, the first 10 minutes of the movie, so. But anyway, it opens with, like. We won't spoil a big reveal. Yeah, this really big, like, you know, Kaslin Entertainment, blah, 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 and it cuts to Vietnam, and it's a sweatshop, and that's where they're building all the buddy toys. Right, yeah, yeah. And this dude is getting yelled at by his boss, and he's like, you're worthless, I'm, I'm going to put you back on the street after you build this toy, get out of here, you're fired. And he's like, well, this sucks, so uh, I'm just going to create the Antichrist, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, um, it, it's, it's actually uh, very topical. What I found was interesting, uh, I love the practical effects on the doll. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's it's a, re- a really ugly doll. And to be fair, like I thought it was going to be almost too ugly, but then I see some of the dolls kids have today and they're like, yeah, it's no different. I yeah. thought the buddy twos were terrifying. Man, those that teddy bear ones bear. don't even get me started. I love them. They're that, like little werewolves. Yeah. Just like, at that point, I'm just like, give me my sword. I'm fighting it. What I, what I, I did think that there was a, uh, unfortunate disconnect from when it was a CG doll to when it was a practical doll. This is had an incredibly low budget, so and like you can, I and, cannot yeah. fault them at all because this movie costs a dime. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't fault it. It's just you can when, notice it when you when you notice it. It's a little jarring. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm really happy like they used as practical as much as they did. Yeah, yeah. me too. Because like that could yeah, have been looked, a real. It looked really good. As most yeah. of the time, it looked really good. Yeah, Mark Hamill is really the the only 
and this isn't really a complaint because it's a different movie, but my only complaint really is that Chucky doesn't actually have a personality. He isn't a character. He is he is reacting. He's an AI. He's learning. But he, he is not a person who has, like, real conversations like Chucky has. And that's the he, only, the only like really thing I missed. He, starts to get there at the very end. A little bit. But and like, that's kind of something I like is that he evolves as an AI throughout yes, the movie. And I too. do like that a lot. He does get there pretty get pretty close towards the end to to feeling that way yeah, yeah. um it, 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 again it didn't go completely overboard with him just like you bitch i'm gonna kill you and like because that would have been uh, maybe a little too far right, in this right, movie right. but there were hints enough where i'm like that's yeah, good it's cute like I when uh, he kills yeah. that one dude which sc- screw that guy oh shane yeah i actually screw really that like guy. that the first people who di- like the first like people who die Are deserved people. it yeah. yeah yeah but like he's like this is for tupac and stabs that's him. A, that's i never thought i'd Laugh at that joke. That's yeah, hilarious. Oh, yeah. The but like uh, when the guy falls and his legs break and you oh. see both sp- like bones, bones break. Yeah, man, that's like an effective moment, man. That is like ooh. there was a, like some really effective like kills and like use of gore and like there's not that many kills, but like each one like is is like you feel it because like it's well done. It's well done, and you care about the characters or you don't care about the characters because they're such assholes. Yeah, like Shane because yeah, he's characters she, have been built up enough. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. a you, we think of, oh Shane's sounds like just a you a, problem. Yeah, like Shane's just a dick boyfriend. Super who, spoilers for child's play i just know super spoilers what ben's about to say yeah. <laughs> well shane's a dick. oh don't don't spoil it all right we want to we want to all right stay away i won't, I won't spoil it but when you when you see shane die you're like yeah you deserve it you dick well one of the things that i was i found was interesting was when shane was like he keeps uh he keeps leaving whenever i'm in the room he's like yeah because you keep putting on your pants the moment he walks in yeah you're literally just like like after sex workout with his mom like yeah, you're, he- you're constantly either just like Watching the TV with a beer, going to the fridge to get another beer, or buttoning your pants, like or not even trying um, um, Aubrey Plaza's cook- cookies, which look damn good by the way. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm not hungry. I'm gonna get another and, beer." And he felt just as much of a caricature of that kind of guy, the the mom's boyfriend kind of character, while still feeling like a real person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they they gave him just enough to make him feel like a person. Yeah, yeah. While he was basically just a caricature of that. I did. I did think that some of the so at the end of the. So there's mm, there's a couple of uh, other side characters, kid side characters. I yeah. think some of them fare better than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the girl is I think that is effective. Oh, Fallon and Pug. Yeah, I think uh, which one's the girl? Uh, Fallon. 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 I think she has an F on her jacket. <coughs> I think yeah. she's effective. She's yeah. she's a character, but I don't think the 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 next two. The, her the, brother Puck. Puck and Omar. Yeah, I don't think they fared quite as well. Yeah, well, Omar uh, was Omar was like, eh, okay, you just show up at the very end. Kind of just a bully character. Yeah, yeah. but Pug, I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't, cool. I didn't. I like Fallon a lot though, especially yeah. when she like they show up and she like chops the the handcuffs off of um, Andy and he's like, I'm gonna follow her. Yeah. I again like this movie tonally was very interesting because like to be a really good black comedy like you have to be really good at your craft because like yeah. writing the line between horror and comedy is really rough. And there were moments in this movie where I'm like, oh man, this is like almost like a screwball comedy right now. With like yeah. when all the kids start hanging out, I'm like, oh, this is not the movie I thought it was gonna be. And uh, so there's a lot of imagery, like they evoke a lot of Alexa imagery, a lot yes. of Siri imagery. Yeah. Um, especially Alexa when you talk about the TV or the or the thermostat, mm-hmm. um, or his ear pl- or his uh, earbud, hearing, aid. Yeah, hearing yeah. aid, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is also a Caslin product. Right. It really reminded me. The closest thing I can think of is Resident Evil with the Umbrella Corporation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a company that literally like runs the world. And, like, oh yeah, if they run everything. And something goes or bad. Or like if you ever actually saw what Skynet became before it broke everything, oh, this yeah, would yeah. be that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was, it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Terminator 3. I, I could yeah. tell you right now, I'm not going to buy any devices that connect to everything. So <laughs> no, I'm buying different yeah. brands. I'm not. They're not connected. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about it. 
killer doll, though. Yeah, because I'm not buying about your life. Ben will only have Amazon devices. Who are we kidding? Yeah, so, but that's the thing. The difference is Alexa doesn't have a doll yet. Yeah, exactly. A doll that can control everything. Yeah. That's true, but they do have, but we are creating devices that can like, you know, connect to all your things. And it's like, do lights, do la 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 la. I mean, half of you guys walk into your room and say, Alexa, turn your lights on. So that's already, we're in a world where. Unfortunately, first of all, the the Amazon product I got was a present from my parents. There you go. And we have it, so why not use it? But he get over it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Never. So, yeah, I think that the film always knew what it wanted to be, always executed that tone properly. It never took itself too, too seriously, but it did, and like, it didn't, ground itself enough. Much like the first one, um, I forgot, because just like the first one, like, it takes, like, 40 minutes before anyone gets even killed. Like, it actually builds your characters. You yeah, learn yeah. who these people are, uh, and Chucky slowly, like, in this one, you slowly just, there's even, like, a, like the middle of the movie, like, it's fun when him and, and Chucky are hanging out having fun. I'm like, yeah. this is charming, and then, like, yeah. oh, it's sad when things go wrong. Oh, yeah, I, um, Yes. Uh. Oh, the Chris. That's the best part of this movie is the head stuff. Super spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, we don't have to go further. I, and won't I, say, I, won't, I yeah. don't want to go further. With That's yeah, my yeah. favorite aspect of the movie because yeah, like yeah. there's such, like the, the dinner scene is so tense yes. Yes. and oh, so yeah. crazy. And I'm uh, like, I can't believe this is a thing that's yeah, happening. Yeah, the movie always knew how to have fun. And uh, shout outs to... Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, yeah, who uh, plays the detective in that because he doesn't he's get, super charming. He's not given a whole lot, but he uses it all really well. He's also the voice of Jefferson Davis from Davis from Spider Verse. Yeah, yep. Miles' dad. Uh, oh, he's really? really he's also on FX's show Atlanta. Yep, yep, yep. He's going to be in Joker later this year. He is, and he's going to be in Kong versus Godzilla. He's oh, busy. Nice, he's busy man. Yeah, but yeah. he was great here. Yeah. yeah, I thought like I mean again like this was a relatively simple movie like none of the characters were like super in depth but they're just regular people. I, I had, thought everyone was great in this movie. I I had occasional issues with like uh, sometimes it would hit a, a fever pitch point where I'm like somebody somebody should say like th- th- throw the doll away here. There there like, no yeah. I know Fallon does it but it's a still later than I think it would naturally. No have I come agree. Up. Once once like violence and murder starts happening. There should be There's, no reason to I, There is there. one particular moment where he takes him and puts him in the closet, and I'm like, that's Why? not enough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you I need wanna, to destroy that thing. Yeah. Like, if I, I would say that the part where it's like, hey, you killed your mom's cat. That doll needs to get turned off and smashed and tossed away. Yeah, once the cat... I was like, all right. And tell your mom it, what happened to your cat. But it it goes even further than that. There's later in the, in this, in the movie where Andy has a present for him on his dresser and he's like I'm just going to put you in the closet while I take care of this and it's like mm, I don't think the closet's enough at this I, point and bro when, and also when he breaks the glass to get out yes, of the cabinet yes, like yes, yo that's a big ass red flag uh, yeah, yeah so die. really good movie uh, check yeah. it out I, I wanted to say something uh, before we before we end this um you talked about how the original Child's Play took like 40 minutes that's the thing I appreciated about the early slasher films mm-hmm. they weren't what they became. Yeah. The the slasher genre in general became a parody of itself. A lot of those films just became dumb and yeah. goofy and weird and most of them devolved into supernatural or sci-fi. Even the franchises that start like Friday the 13th, Nightmare, uh, Child's Play, like all of their later sequels also just turned into that too. Yeah. After a while. And that's, that's, you know, they're all slasher films and they all just became crap. Yeah. But what I liked about the original Halloween and the remake of the, uh, not the remake, but the sequel uh, that just came out, the 2018 film, is that that brought it, that brought the groundedness back to the to the. Um, to it took the, the mysticism and stuff away. Yeah, yeah. it took it brought it back to the core of a slasher film, and I feel like this child's play film does the same thing. Yeah. Um, and again, like it was made on a shoestring budget, which is good, but at the same time, like it, not that many people saw it, but it already made its budget back, but like not by much. Yeah. So like I, this is a first time director. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia. Uh, there was some really striking imagery in this movie, like and oh, a, a couple of... shots where I'm like, wow, this is like 
an album cover for like a hot second. I'm like, I hope this guy goes on to do better things. I don't think. You, also, I don't think you need a sequel to this film. So if it doesn't make back its money, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy this because all I knew about the Child's Play, I think I one time watched. I want to say Seed of Chucky, one of the really bad ones. Yeah. On like stars or something because I had nothing else to do, and I was like, "Wow, this is dumb." And Here's then, the like, thing, even because yeah. when you Ryan, you told me how what the original Child's Play was. It was like voodoo magic of like, a uh, serial killer. Get he transfers his soul into, into a doll. doll. Yeah, I really like how this is like. This is an AI gone bad, mm-hmm. but it's not like oh, I'm gonna kill everyone. It's just like oh, I'm so ins- I'm, I'm trying to be best. the best yeah, friend. I'm trying I to be the best misguided. It, yeah. Exactly, it's misguided, and it it's really really good. It's yeah. really well, and also. You see people who normally in other films would be like innocent bystanders, but no, some, like the boyfriend Shane or the creepy janitor. Was that Jack Black, by the way? The janitor? No, it looks like him, but it's not. Definitely okay. not Jack Black. I had a, yeah, I have a feeling. Nah, it, okay. it does not. look like him. I'll yeah. give you that. But even the janitor, who we see in like two scenes, and, is then, a is, and then we Careful find out spoilers. that. Careful spoilers. Careful spoilers. But then we find out what he really does, and it's like, oh, no, this yeah. you deserve this. You really do. So let's give it a rating and yeah. move on to our main topic. Okay. Um, um, Ryan, what, what do you think? I'll give it an eight. I yeah. think this is a really solid remake. Like this and Pet Cemetery, like it goes like, man, like you could as long as you have people behind it who care. Like remakes aren't that bad. Yeah. Like especially with like older franchises that don't, don't people don't watch anymore. Yeah, like, that's, cool. that's my argument, but for like years. Yeah. Uh, ben. Oh yeah, same thing. Eight. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Sparks. I also give it an eight. Yeah, I'd probably give it a seven, <coughs> but only because slashers aren't my thing. But yeah, you, you know it's. Seven. Oh, Mark Hamill did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I, he was fun. I just wanted to Je- say that. Jeez, I'm liking horror movies. Uh, no, I'm liking good horror movies. That's yeah. the thing. Well, speaking of horror movies, let's get into our next to- our next film. Toy Story Four is not a horror movie. That is a wholesome. Great it made me film. feel horrifyingly sad. There you go. Actually, this one didn't get me to cry. In All right, now full spoilers. Who cried in this room? At the end full of Toy- spoilers for Toy Story Four. We not like Twilight's play. Where we danced around some spoilers. This is we're gonna spoil the whole damn thing. So if you yeah. have not seen Toy Story Four, do not listen to the rest of this. You, you trust us, right? But before we get into it, who cried? Oh, I, I was sobbing. All right, like a little bit. I I got tearied. I didn't have a I didn't have a drop. All right, but well, I got teary. What about you, Sparks? Uh, I didn't cry at all the first time. Second time you cried? I cried hard. I t- I teared up, but I didn't. It wasn't like Coco where I was uh, about to bawl my eyes out. Coco. Okay, made me. I, I didn't cry hard. I cried. Coco yeah, made me. I cry. was li- I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's no. Sad. Toy Story three like made me cry hard. This didn't make me cry hard, but it, there the was second a, time it made me yeah. cry. There are emotions. There I have moments. The emotions moment do happen. Yeah. When I'm watching this film, uh, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm watching the whole thing. I'm going through the whole motions, and we're getting to the end, and I'm just kind of like, whew. Okay, so I guess we're wrapping it. Mm. Oh boy, I'm okay. I'm okay, and it's just like all of a sudden, just like by the end of the movie, I'm a, I'm a ball. And then it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not okay podcast. anymore. I'm not okay anymore. Yeah, I, I. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. Sparks, you look like you're eager to get to jump into it. That's a word. Eager. Okay, go, go for eager it. Eager beaver. <sighs> uh, are we just like giving first impressions? Is yeah, that what first we're doing impressions. Right now? Let's keep going. Let's get going. I know right off the bat that I have some kind of personal issues uh, and biases that are making me feel certain ways about this movie. So I'll say that I think it's a really good movie, and it made me horrendously sad, and I have not recovered. Damn, Doc. Okay. Wait, oh. the, wait the movie, are you sad because it because it wasn't the movie you wanted? Nope. That's <laughs> not why. <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. All right, Ben. No, it, it was great. It was, it was a Toy Story movie that 
well, because I know we were scared when we first heard about it, and we were like, ooh, is this not going to be as good as we thought it was? No, this was still pretty damn good. I have a few issues, let's say, but all in all, it's a great Toy Story film. Smart. Uh, your name is Ryan. Hey, it's me. I'm Ryan Leopolis. Uh My book club today is... No. Um, I really like this movie. Like, uh, I was talking to Sparks, like... Uh, Pixar for a long time was like, wow, they make nothing but quality movies, and then they started making sequels, and those sequels are good, but I'm, I would argue none of those sequels are better than the originals. Uh, I would argue the Toy Story franchise is quality consistently throughout all four movies. They have not made a good movie. They've made nothing but great movies. Uh, I need more time removed from this to say which order everything goes in, but like, I really like this movie a lot. I'm with you. I, I like this movie a hell of a lot. I think uh, all four Toy Story films have felt like they have had a quality unparalleled in sequels yeah. um, throughout the whole the whole franchise. Perhaps it's the distance that each one takes that yeah. allows them to Also, this had like creative problems like with Rashida Jones and yeah. stuff, which put more worry in my mind. And Lasseter. And, like, and Lasseter, yeah, but like it still turned out like pretty good. Yeah, so... Remember uh, that the whole Bo Peep idea came from him. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was uh, shocked to loving this movie as much as I did, uh, especially with the... Um, Oh crap! You, uh, I, I, uh, I lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm. okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a great ending, and I felt the same way about Toy Story three. And I was surprised that I not only felt that this could be seen as a standalone film, especially with how it starts, but also an ending to the to this four movie arc mm-hmm. that they were able to make a three movie arc into a four movie arc and make it seem seamless. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Um, no, I saw the seams on Woody. No, the detail's really good in these blomp, movies. Blomp, so <laughs> I want to talk about the beginning because I think the beginning cements this as a as not just a sequel but also a standalone film. The beginning kind of tricks you into thinking about what this movie is. It starts off with a rescue of RC, which I was mm-hmm. happy to see RC back. Um, it starts off, they're rescuing RC, they're going to get RC, and oh, they got RC, and it's super happy, and yay, another Woody, another Woody adventure successful, and then Bo Peep is being sold away. Yeah. yeah. And that's the crux of the, of the beginning, is that they tricked you into thinking of this, this adventure story, and now you're sad. Yeah. Like, from the get-go. And then it's like, Bo Peep's like, you know, kids lose their toys all the time, and Woody's about to jump the in that mo- box. That moment in that box with those two is so touching. Uh-huh. Yeah, He's dude. about to jump in that box, and the second he hears Andy yell, Mom, where's Woody? He's like, I can't leave. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because because uh, he's like, you gotta come back inside. Andy's gonna miss you. And her thing is like, I'm not Andy's toy. And that's uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> Bonnie's. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Molly's. Oh, Molly's. Molly's. Yeah. Oh, a lot of yeah. That's sad. That's really sad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was, it. I was, I was right right there. I thought that was. I know, I know, Sparks. You you said earlier that you were uh, before you saw the movie. You said you talked to us. You said you were bummed that it doesn't open with a. Uh, with yes, because I saw the first. Uh, the f- all the way up to uh, when he comes home with Forky. Yeah. Uh, that that was a sneak peek at the parks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and you were bummed that it doesn't open with a child playing. Uh, with the fantasy of child play. Yeah. yeah because I, only because every other Toy Story film always has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tradition. But I, I think it's... I think it heightens this film to start that way. I truly do. Don't 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 misunderstand me and say that I think it's bad. I just... Uh, some some traditions I'm sad when they don't happen. That's sure. all. Yeah, I'm I, I, saying no, it's I not even that. me yeah, saying this that. is the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. I think it works for this movie. Like I'm not upset about it. I just, you know, I really like like the montages of like Andy. Seeing and seeing Andy like wow, good looking young Andy. Yeah, instead yeah. of 1995 as he, Andy as he's growing and 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 uh, playing with Buzz and Woody. Go and to friend all, and me. All them. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a moment. Uh, to, I guess we can jump around a bit, but when they do see Bo again, Bo says. 
Slinky, how is Slinky and Rex, and he talks about all of them. But uh, I was kind of hoping that that Bo would have said how are how is like RC or the binocular, the binocular, and and having that kind of moment between Bo and and Woody that well, some toys didn't make it. In oh these, yeah, in these past couple of years, some uh-huh. we have lost some friends. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that would have been nice. I would have yeah. thought I thought that would have been nice. I don't, I'm not missing well, it. Well, that I was just, so that was part of the thing Ryan and I were talking about this is that uh, why I said like oh they go for it like right out of the gate with Toy Story four when I saw that sneak peek. Yeah, is because I was like. There was a moment the first time I saw it where I thought, "Oh, we might just this might just be how RC got lost." Oh yeah, they might just do that. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> because to- RC isn't in Toy Story three, and so yeah. I'm like, RC has, has <laughs> RC man. I was yeah, I felt the same. I was like, "Oh no, RC! I haven't seen you in years." RC no, because <laughs> RC was was my favorite as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of emotion in that not talking car yeah. yeah he revs real oh sad. when he's when he's trying to to claw that it's heartbreaking i'm crying thinking about it yeah it's uh i i will say i don't think uh this is as sad as like the beginning of up or something but this definitely sets a piece of like oh yeah they're definitely going for it Yo, like up, immediately up yeah. is not fair up's yeah. not fair yeah up is yeah it's not fair at all <laughs> no nothing is as sad as the beginning of up. i know holy shit nothing ever the entirety what? of schindler's list is not a set no i'm kidding <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> that's a real sad movie <laughs> that is a real sad movie uh i've only watched parts of it too but the the opening is like holy crap are they gonna uh, be able to get rc are they gonna be able to get them out of there and then they do and then bo peeps getting shipped away i'm like oh no yeah emotions yeah it, it's it's i love the scene between the two of them in, in the box i think that's a really yeah. powerful scene no it is um and then woody's whole kind of existential dread of like well i can't do what I'm made to do. So I need to find that thing. And his thing is keeping Forky with sure. Bonnie. Right. Like he, he learned, it's the lesson he learns in Toy Story one. Like, like he's not the favorite anymore. Yeah. If he's not the favorite, he's got to make sure that the favorite is there. Like, because that's his, that's how he knows he's still needed because yeah. he's, he is the toy that keeps everyone together. Yes. And I, I, I like how he, <laughs> Forky's really funny. I yeah, didn't I, think I, I'd like Forky as I much as I did. fully expected like not to like Forky. Same just like here. just for whatever reason. And then like, as soon as like, trash? I'm trash? I'm like, oh, that's what we're going for. Just, yeah. Trash? <laughs> yeah. He constantly <laughs> runs to the trash and jumps inside of it. That's, just, yeah. that's so funny. It's yeah. really good bits. Oh, uh, like, what, and then even the bit when, uh, I want to say one of my favorite scenes between Woody and Forky is when they're walking. Is like when Forky jumps out of the RV while, while it's moving. He's like, "I was made for soup." Like the the famous TV and trailer yeah. shot. But then when they're walking and Woody, the whole scene when Woody's carrying him, and then finally when Woody tells Forky the whole story about Buzz. Like this is that little anecdote. He's like, "Wait, Buzz thought he was from a planet." Yeah, yeah. He's like, thought "Yeah, Andy's like, room was a planet." Yeah, Andy's room was a planet. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, he said that's so funny." He's like, "I know, right?" I, that yeah. seems great because like it starts like with, with like Woody just like dragging him yeah. and and Forky's just like walking and then he's just like falling over just getting and, dragged and walking then, and dragging and then Forky's like carry me no yeah and then Woody ends up he carrying him carry and talking him. to him like a buddy it's that bonding moment in my screening um when uh, when you see that uh, Woody has Bonnie's name written on the bottom of his shoe which is after a really cool montage which is actually yeah an awesome montage this little girl in the audience just just goes. What? <laughs> like she didn't see Toy Story three, so she didn't know that Bonnie gets Woody. And I was like, "Oh, it's like the biggest anime portrayal for that girl." <laughs> oh no! I just thought it was really cute. I think Bonnie's super cute in this, guys. She's basically just like a little boo or whatever. She's a yeah. cute little girl. Yeah, yeah it, but it, she works for me. I think it. I think it works that she feels like a child who. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I was so attached to any toy that I that I had or made. Like I was attached to rocks as a kid. 
Like this was my special rock or something like no, that. No, I, 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 I don't blame you because I had a stick collection. I mm. think I think Bonnie is is accurately portrayed in that light, and I think that's, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she represents a different kind of a different child than than uh, Andy. Yes. Did. Another thing I also like is since um, Bonnie got Woody, Buzz, and and uh, essentially Andy's all, all of Andy's toys, and she still has her own. Woody is trying to like help out his crew, but Dolly is like the Woody of that group. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like the beginning where they're like, where they're like, yep. Yeah, whenever Mom cleans the room, she tosses it on the closet, and then Woody's all like, oh, Woody's out. like, we're not amateurs, we can handle this, yeah. don't worry. But then he's like trying to take a, to like like did what he did in Andy's room, and then but Dolly's like, um, what? Excuse me? No, no, trick, trick your roll. This is Bonnie's room. You know, Mel Brooks is in that scene. Uh, what more than he? just Mel Brooks. Yeah. Uh, there are four comedy legends in the scene where Woody's stuck in the closet. They are Mel Brooks, Carol Burnett, Betty White, and Carl Reiner. Oh, Who was Betty, Betty White? White? Betty White was the little chew toy called Bitey White. Yep. <laughs> Mel Brooks was Melephant Brooks. Great. Carol Burnett was Cheryl Burnett. <laughs> and Carl Reiner was Carl Reinerosaurus. That's awesome. Who was the clock? Uh, none, none of those okay. four. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I, especially when I heard Mel Brooks, I was like, "Oh, I thought that voice was familiar." I was like, and then Why what? Uh, so uh, Woody taking having his the, dust, uh, the, the sheriff, the sheriff, badge, the sheriff badge, badge taking it into Jesse. Jesse. Well, good, it's, well, that was really good cool. foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's real great. Uh, oh, yeah. It's sad at the beginning though. It's good shorthand <laughs> for visual storytelling Woody's, baby. for Woody and Jesse later. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Forky gets made. Uh, gets gets lost. Yeah, they do a really good window into like where Bonnie's at in life right now, yeah, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really effective. Boo's in her kindergarten class. Man, I miss where her. Where was you know, she? She's like le- right of center when they show the wide shot of Bonnie entering. No, the I saw. I was more focused on the kid with the collector. No, implant. I get it. Yeah, she. But Boo's in there. Um, Damn it! Little older, better yeah. looking. Yeah. Um, and uh, you talked about the parents, how you, much you like the parents because oh, yeah. of their portrayal. Uh, yeah. So I immediately saw that the that the dad was wearing chucks. He's wearing Converse, and I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be like a millennial dad, isn't it? And then they show up, and you're like, wow, it's just a bunch of like like 30 year old millennial parents. Like that's what we're gonna look like when we have kids. Like oh, wow. like kind of schlubbly wearing glasses, you know, just like yeah, wearing like we're all like purple shirt, purple pants. We're cool, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. They were like real, just like real modern parents, and I thought it was cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the parents a lot. Uh, my favorite stuff, honestly, is 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 in the antique parlor, like oh, the yeah. antique store with Gab Gabby Gabby Gabby, Gabby. Gabby. and and Benson mm-hmm. and all the ventriloquist dolls. Oh. That I mean, th- Slappy from Goosebumps. when it turns into a horror movie, I love it. It's so yeah. good that like that entire sequence of just like the scary dolls, just like Rah! like. That uh, was my I shit, told man. I told you definitely in like the way they showed some of those pursuit pursuit scenes are a lot of Attack on Titan inspiration. Yeah, man, where yeah. they lead with their head Must and the bodies faster. are just kind of like blah. Yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I I really like Gabby Gabby. As a I villain. like Gab- yeah, I like Gabby Gabby a lot. I I thought it was I thought we were gonna see like another Lotso, who was like basically just I, a villain. Yeah. yeah, I really liked her. She's I think my favorite Toy Story villain. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I would think so. Yeah, because she is she just wants to be loved, and then um, like her book, and she sees uh, Harmony as like the girl, f- the same girl from her book. I'm like, oh, that's why she wants her voice box yeah. fixed. She just wants to be good enough to be loved. By, and, by and also kind of helped me out. It, this is gonna, this is a weird anecdote, but I always kind of wondered how toys from like the fifties with those pull string uh, voice boxes. I always wondered how they worked because they obviously we don't have like the electronic voices we have today, like buzzes. Yeah. And then when she's like, "Yeah, my record's fine. It's just the the pull string that this mechanism is broken." I'm like, "Oh, I tell you, I never knew that that was a record inside the actual voice box." I tell you, Woody is in 
damn good condition for a toy from for the 50s. For real. Yes. Although you do see some marks, like when uh, after the montage, when Bonnie's name is on his foot, you do see some wear and tear on his shoes. Oh, still, no, some wear no, and, and tear. Dude, but still, but still. Like almost I have, like 60. I, have, I have toys from less than 10 years ago that look worse than Woody. Dude, I got a Swamp Thing from like a year ago that's got damage on it already. <laughs> like, oh. not, like not, that, I'm just saying. <laughs> like I, I said this in the first film, it's, it's always been Woody looks un, almost unbelievably good from being a toy that was played with nonstop. Is in the rain all the time. Is in the rain all the time. Gets like, thrown out of cars from the fifties. Yeah, was yeah. stepped on. Yep. Yeah. His face got caved in. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he just blew it back out. Yep. <laughs> That's I, the most unrealistic thing. I thought it was interesting <laughs> how they how they animate the toys is so interesting to me. Uh, obviously, Buzz and Woody don't generally have articulation in their hands, but mm-hmm. they, but they, but they move like normal hands. Yeah. Whereas, um, toys like uh, uh, Duke Kaboom also doesn't have circulation in his hands, but can't Artic- move his hands. Articulation, you mean? Yeah, articulation. But uh, but he can't move his hands. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Like, like, what's the? How do they decide what the divide is? I love. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom is so much fun, and I love his li- all his little like aren't like the army dudes. Yep. Like Combat Carl's. Yeah. Which Combat Carl's. Those, Combat make, a, Carl. those yeah. make a comeback because of the the toy that Sid blew. Thank, thankfully, we saw this a few week uh, mm-hmm. last week. The toy that Sid blew up was a Combat Carl. We have Combat Carl's back. Yeah. But the one in the snow gear who never got a high five. Man. I'm like, oh, that's that for me. That's the best joke in the movie. That so, was so um, funny to me. <clears throat> Combat Carl. Uh, and combat; those are actually Combat Carl Juniors. Uh, they were established in one of the Toy Story shows, shorts, Toy oh, Story of Terror. Okay. And oh, we Toy, met Story, Toy Story: The Time Forgot also gets a cameo. Period. Yes, with the Battle Soars, uh lunchbox. Nice. But uh, yeah, Toy Toy Story of Terror introduced Combat Carls with like speaking roles, and that's the same guy coming back playing the Combat Carls. Yes, oh, nice. I love the high five gags with them. They're Wait, really good. Like, oh, huh? Uh, uh, real, yeah. real quick. No. That that yeah. antique shop is full of uh, people. Have been saying like, and I don't know them all, but they've it, the antique shop has like the most Pixar uh, Easter egg references ever. Oh, I believe uh, it. Oh, all sure in it one like area it makes this movie have the most ever. I think it, that Pixar has come out and said that they reference every single one of their movies, even uh, like Onward. Wow. Uh, oh. In this film, because I saw the only one. From oh, the you guys didn't see Chris Pratt just hanging out in the back. <laughs> No, the only because uh, I, I obviously the Luxo ball is on uh, Forky's feet. We see that. We see that a lot. But I saw a plate with um, the sigil of um, Merida's house. Oh, was the yeah. Luxo ball on Forky's feet? I thought that was a rainbow. I thought it was a Luxo ball. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I don't remember off the top of my head. The the Luxo ball is in the antique shop itself, though. Okay. I did see that. Yeah, but that that was um, the plate with uh, Merida's crest, family crest. That was the one I saw. And I could have swore I saw Mr. Incredible when they were going to the acting store. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Like he was just sitting on a table eating a hot dog. I believe it. I, I really like the... It all. Man. Yeah, it's just a rainbow on Forky's feet. Ah, uh, never mind. Yeah, I really liked how they incorporated a lot of the things that... Oh, no, what I actually want to say. I'm sorry, I'm so out of it today. Uh, the Bo and Woody relationship gives me so much... Gives so so much weight to the fact that he can recognize her lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, specifically set that up. I caught it the second time I saw it, that when Woody's heading into Molly's room to go save RC, Mm -hmm. he looks down first, and it shows the lights on the floor from her lamp Mm -hmm. first, which is the same effect that he sees. That catches him onto her. And we find out that they have names. While we we were, yes, Billy Goat and Gruff. Uh, Oh, I love those girls. Yeah. Uh, While we were talking about the cameos in the antique shop um the toy that lets them into that uh place where they meet duke kaboom the speakeasy yeah uh, the toy speakeasy. is uh, 
it's it's the tin toy from the tin toy short, the yep. third short Pixar ever made. Yeah. And also in there, another one that I did know is that that bald eagle that talks, that's from the uh, small fry Toy Story short where Buzz gets mixed up with a Happy Meal toy. Oh, I remember that one. And that's uh that's one of them. That was the first Toy Story short, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of references, and they keep a lo- all the Toy Story canon and it in really hard check too. It really helped. We talked about this last time we talked about Onward, but there's not a lot of the original Pixar creative team still at Pixar. No. Um, Leon Critch, I think, was the only one that is like currently active, right? That's what Pete we Doctor. Pete Doctor. Pete Doc- Leon Critch is leaving after this. Toy oh, okay. Story 4 was his last project he worked on. Pete Doctor is now the head of the old guard. He has John Lasseter's position. Right. So it, what I liked about this a lot is that everyone, that original team, came back. And I think that helped... Uh, solidify this film as kind of like relevant and, and you know they know Toy Story is very important to Pixar sure so coming so everyone coming back to make a product that would do the first three proud was important to them and that showed within the film I like that a lot mm-hmm. yeah Bo Peep's homeless but she loves she's it. lost toy she's lost toy she's in mm-hmm. a skunk and it's great yeah that's love, a that's a I cool love, thing that's I a that's an skunk. RC car I, I love her outfit yeah, yeah. I yeah. love her outfit so much she's like a like a uh, Janet Van Dyne trapped in the. That's uh, her same outfit, the but repurposed. Yeah, yeah, I love her mm-hmm. cape. I love because well, it's her dress that she spins around into a cape. Yeah, I love yeah. her little. I love her little. Her little tape bandages. Yeah, I love that her arms fall off. Yo, God, happens so all the time. When Woody pulled off her arm, because I was he wondering, visibly ah! shook for a while. Yeah, I because I because lo- I noticed when we first saw Bo Peep how she had a uh, uh, like when that little girl had Woody and Bo Peep staring at each other. I was like. Oh. oh, I'm really glad that yeah. they, that he, they find each other because a toy. Yes, like I love that too. Yeah, they're play playing with them, and then he was like, "Bo," and she's like, Fuck. "No, don't move yet." Like she's a battle-hardened veteran of all yeah, this dude. stuff. But then when like Sarah Connor, but when he rips his, her arm off, she's like, "Ah!" She like plays a joke. I was like, "Ah, it's fine. It happened years ago. We're yeah. okay." Yeah, and the first time damage. that Woody and Bo are seeing each other, that they can't actually openly react about it is yeah. pretty good. I like that a lot because you can the way they frame the shot. You can see like Woody's like, "Oh shit!" Uh huh. I like that a lot. without him saying, but out, "Oh shit!" Without him even being able to change his face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what's, uh huh. What's a oh Ducky? I didn't think I think it, Ducky I think, and Bunny. I didn't think I'd like them as much as I did. Same. I Key yeah. and Peele killed it. Yeah. Love <laughs> Let's Ducky and Bunny so plan, much in this movie. Their plan to just jump the old lady was <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, no, that it escalated in a rule of three to them following her yeah. all the way all home, the way home just and bath. rising I, up in her bed. That was the best. I was laughing so much after that. I, I was like, that is so... Like, even Buzz is like, no, N-O. And, it's just and, like, then, are, and then when they get the keys, the, how'd you guys do it? It, it was, was re- she just set them right in front of them. It was really very hard, hard very difficult. Almost oh. died, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I even just I know I've seen it in a TV spot where Buzz gets uh t- taped or zip tied to the thing, and d- uh uh Ducky, Bun- Duck, thank you, Ducky and Bunny are just, and Ducky's like, Bunny, what are you doing? What? With these tiny legs, I can't reach him. So, and they're like, Oh, all right, fine. Just their whole dynamic is like, oh, I know I'm watching Key and Peele, but I'm not watching Key and Peele. Yeah. But this is just great, and I love them. That reminded me, both Buzz and Woody have new phrases in this film. Oh yeah, oh. they do. They have co- both they have they have uh I think but I think Woody gets like two new phrases and uh, Buzz gets a ton of new yeah. phrases. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of give them more needed to facilitate Buzz having new phrases. Yeah, because oh, for his inner monologue. He needs yeah. to keep So you're in a okay. voice like no that's not what I'm so, yeah. talking about. I know about. we're all super positive about this movie, but my really my one I have two critiques, but the one that kind of 
got me a little more. Not enough buzz? No. Was because Buzz's whole inner voice thing. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. It's just like, Buzz, you know they're what a conscience is, buddy. You've been around for a while. You, like when, he, when he's talking yeah. to Woody and Woody says, you know, that inner voice, and Woody's like, um, you're, you're conscious? He's gone but through then, three movies of having a conscience. Yeah, but then Buzz constantly like pushing his thing. I mean, it does have a funny gag of where he's like, it's a secret mission. Try to hey, good going, inner voice. The, the jokes do land, but there are times where he kept pushing the damn button. I was like, dude, you know what's right. Come on. So it actually pointed to a larger problem I had with the narrative of the film, which is that when Woody is missing, everyone turns to Buzz for what to do. And Buzz can't figure it out without hitting the buttons. Mm-hmm. And it does imply, and I wish they had just instead set up, that there could be leadership amongst them without Woody, since by the end of the film, they're without Woody. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was a little like, what they are we- They could have set we, Buzz up So like, that. what they're trying to say with Woody and Bo Peep is really clear and really strong. What they're trying to say with Buzz and everybody else- doesn't really seem to have anything other than supporting that main plot yeah, they're and very not and not building anything on its own. And that is something that bothers me in this yeah, movie. I, they're, no, not, I agree. they're not very active within the narrative of the movie. They only serve to kind of keep the RV around, which I think only yeah. works once as like a comedy beat, and that's Jesse popping the tire. Yes. Yeah. I thought that worked really well, but otherwise they just kind of sit around and... Yeah, they really they really want to reaction. focus on Woody and Bo, which I think I think for this movie is strong, and I think it is uh-huh. like the best part of the movie. Like, but the same so time, in many ways but needed. It, yeah, but it does kind of have like the other characters suffer for it. A that's my bit. other that's my other critique of this movie is that the other toys that we've grown to love so so much over the years are very underutilized. Yeah, I mean, I get that Pateo head specifically because Don Rickles' wrist and no, but, no, like but all of all but of like them Jesse. Are. Yeah, Jesse. Bullseye, Rex. Oh, they I, get... I want to speak specifically of Rex uh, of Jesse though, because yeah. Jesse is. It becomes the next leader. Yeah, and but she we does, don't really. We don't see how anything many lines to does she get in this that? movie? Five. Well, that's the thing is yeah. she gets the sheriff badge, but that doesn't mean leader. Mm. That just means like she's the sheriff now amongst that group. But that's the thing is what I'm pointing out is that the buzz hit, hit, finding the inner voice thing would have worked more for me if by the end of the film, Buzz has a sense of what is what he should do. Yeah, what his inner voice is, and that makes him the leader Hell. he can be in Woody's absence. That at least would at least have a narrative tone that I can get behind. Yeah, and in Toy Story 2, Buzz is the leader. He's like, I'm going to go get Woody back. He calls the shots. He has his own own space. He's even trying to convince his own clone with the belt. I was like, yo, dude, you're you're a toy, man. Yeah, the thing you brought up, Ben, about like... uh, Buzz's uh, inner voice. Yeah, like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, "What do you talk about?" Yeah, all of Toy Story two was him trying to. Yes, so I'm it's, like, it's that kind of rings hollow yeah. for just being funny. Yes, I, I agree. Mean, it it is a funny gag. A, a good callback would be him going back into Spanish mode for a hot second. That would be that, that, honestly. Yeah. I'm really glad they didn't touch Spanish mode. Yeah, you glad? Yes, I am. Okay. I, I I prefer them leaving Spanish mode alone. The thing is, like, if you watch all the Toy Story stuff, they do hit it on another short. Okay, and I didn't need oh, okay. more Spanish mode buzz. French I, mode. I, I felt right. like that was plenty. In Chucky th- mode. A problem that I have had in the past with the Toy Story films, and Toy Story 4 kind of doesn't escape it because of exactly what we're talking about, is that Buzz is robbed of having a, a singular identity in all of the films to an extent. Because part of Toy Story 2, he's abducted and separated from the gang while a Buzz who still believes that he is not a toy is taking his role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in Toy Story 3... Part of the time, he's turned back into factory old setting Buzz, who believes that he is not a toy, and then into Spanish mode. So I really wanted Buzz to have a singular sense of identity in this one. And again, because he never kinds, kind of does discover the inner voice thing, I can get behind the gag of him being like confused, like he's never thought about what the inner voice is, mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand what Woody means, like he's never considered it. Mm-hmm. But, the, but I wish there had been a payoff of him figuring that out. I, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 For all the emotional payoff of their relationship, 
together, Buzz and Woody. They spend a lot of this movie apart. They spend uh, a lot of all three yeah. movies after Toy Story 1 apart. They kind of yeah. do, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And I kind of wish... And we do get a sense of their relationship, but it's a... The emotional payoff at the end does ring true for me, but I would have liked to have seen them work together more often. Kind of like Cap and I was going to say, this is the exact same scenario with Cap and Tony. Yeah. Like, I liked Endgame because they were together on the same page of a lot of the movie. same realization that what happens with Woody at the end is the same thing that we got with Captain America, but it it hurt me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We'll get there. I don't want to talk about the ending right now. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Ben. I think mm-hmm. that the buzz inner voice thing isn't, it's not necessarily a bad gag that I wish wasn't there. I just wish it had, had proper handling yeah. and payoff. Yeah. I mean, th- I don't feel like it does. I feel like it's more or less used as a fun gag and then a tool to make it so that buzz doesn't go with Woody because they had to. I do, I yeah. do like the two. When they are together, I like them together. I like their scenes yeah. together. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, all in all, this is still a great movie. Like, one of my the parts I love the most of this movie, I think, were the scenes with uh, Woody and Bo Peep and all the other um, like quote unquote lost toys, like uh, uh, ga- um, the tiny little Polly Pocket cop. What was her name? Giggle McDimples. Thank you, Giggle, Giggle McDimples. McDimples. I freaking I love, love her. I love oh. her. Giggle McDimples, Ducky Bunny, uh, Duke Kaboom. When all the throwing, new all the new toys are great. Yeah. When they're throwing toys at people at the at the at the credit sequence. Yes, uh-huh. that was great. Uh, yeah, all the new toys are great. Let's let's talk about Duke Kaboom a bit. Keanu Reeves, okay. hell yes. <laughs> what Renault? R- R- Rajon. Rajon. Oh. No, Rajon. <laughs> oh, how's he? Why, Rajon? Flashback with like his sad French kid, man. Uh-huh. What, I love I love, I love the way they do because of how he is as a poseable toy when he's saying no, and he's just constantly like turning different parts of his body on each mm-hmm. no, just no, no way. He's just always Never. moving. Decline. Uh-uh. Decline. <laughs> Yeah. Rejected. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I wasn't sure Keanu. I think under a under a it's kind of like a what's his name? Uh, uh, Latin Podameron. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. It's kind of like Oscar Isaac. Given a good voice director, I think he's a good voice actor. Uh, I think Keanu had a really good voice director on this one and was mm-hmm. able to actually be a good voice actor. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. a lot of fun. It, it really comes out of Duke Kaboom. He yes. Really turns. Really makes that character his own. He's he's. Like I lo- do what you're good at. You're not you're not good at landing. You're great at crashing. Yeah, yeah. and you're like crash us to victory, kaboom! Like, and he's like, yes, I Canada. And he's like, yes, I Canada. I'm gonna start saying that for now. Really like, really yes, yeah. When uh, she's trying to build him up, Bo Peep, and uh, and the first time it's like, uh, who's the Canuck something something something? And then he's just like, kaboom! He's just he's just unsure, but he's like, it's me, kaboom! Or when he's just like. When he starts, I oh, wait. I can't do this. I'm not good at this sort of thing. I can't. Uh, when he's uh the 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 at the fair when they the Ferris wheel <laughs> makes uh-huh. the giant jump with his eyes closed. Yeah, it's like I can make this jump with my eyes closed. Wait, oh, wait what? One, two, three, go! <laughs> and no, then wait, he no, does. No, go. And then he hits his head, but then he's like. Kaboom! I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, that's so great. It was good. I thought something really bad was gonna happen. I, I thought, I thought the first time I saw it, I thought he was decapitated. Yeah, me too. I was like, yeah. Oh dang! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh shit! He's like, nope. He's just like, kaboom! But as we know from Sid's room, it doesn't matter if they're decapitated. Yeah. Decap- decapitated. Yeah, they're, they'll, they'll still be okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about the ending. Uh, um, let's talk. Well, can we? Uh, before are we get there, there still things um, to flush out before that? Uh, uh, there are, I want to say like the whole scene with uh, Gabby, Gabby, or yeah, the, everything scenes. leading up to Gabby, Gabby, like separation. the high scene with Gabby, Gabby, like when they're the, like when Buzz is finally there, Ducky and Bunny are there, the whole their whole thing, and then finally they look out, they're like, oh, I've dealt with Cat before, not that one, and you see like the torn up toy, but then you see him again in the pinball machine, which yes. I thought was great. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's uh, like, hey, you mess with the dragon, yeah, yeah, the cat. <laughs> but yeah. I love how. 
Gabby isn't like a Lotso because I was a little nervous that we're gonna get another Lotso bear or another prospector. Yeah. But she just wants to be loved, and she and then Woody gives up his voice box, and you still see his stitching and his pull string is gone throughout the rest of the movie, which great attention to the detail. Mm-hmm. But then when she finally gets what she wants. And then her Heartbreaking. whole, I, I felt for her because the second I see her, she's being pushed around by those dummies. I'm like, oh, you're a bad guy. You, yeah. You got as soon as she stood up, I'm like, oh, this is definitely the bad guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Come on. The way the Bensons come out of the shadows. And they're, uh, they're just like, Whoa. like, they're so that, creepy. Just like very like, get my sword. I'm fine. It's like that meme was like, moon's haunting. What? Loads pistol gets the spaceship. Oh, yeah. Moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. It's yeah. like, it's, it's when she is tossed, uh, tossed aside by Haley. Harmony. 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 Heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, she's like, I found this doll. Oh, and the gra- and the sweet grandma. She's you like, can take oh, it you, you want. want it? Nah, toss. And so she's bad. broke. And then she finds the lost kid. Yeah. That whole scene is like. That's great, dude. That, that, is, that started to get to me. That's like, yeah. I'm sitting there going, God damn, Pixar, you did it again. Yeah. You, they really brought some depth to yeah. their villain. It wasn't a villain. No. Yeah. She, she just was, wanted a goal. You she know what she was? Exactly. Yeah. She was an go. antagonist, not the villain. Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention way back when when we were talking about Forky, I really like the way that Forky figures out that he's important to Bonnie. Oh, how he's like, like trash. Bonnie oh, is my I'm trash. Her, I'm her trash. Yeah, I'm her trash. I get it. Yeah, I really like the way that that comes around, and he he completely uh-huh. dedicates to it because he understands all of Forky. It just had to scenes, correlate properly. All of Forky scenes made me hysterical. Yeah. Like even when the dad was trying to get back there, the he kept hitting the lock button. The, the whole oh, montage yeah, yeah. of Forky <laughs> trying to escape uh, to Randy oh. Newman's "I Can't Let You Throw Yourself or, Away." Yeah. Like uh, Bonnie's asleep, and like and Woody is just staying in the trash can, just throwing uh-huh. Forky back up on the bed because yeah, yeah. he just wants to be or in that even trash can. Or when Bonnie's asleep in the RV and they're like, you think we should get her a fork in? Buzz is like, no, Spoon is safer. You know this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Forky's a lot of fun. So let's talk about the end. Nope. Still not at the end yet. Uh, I want to talk about the dad and the mom being dragged back to the RV by the toys and the unicorn who's just like, Buttercup. dad's totally going to jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Buttercup want dad to go to jail so bad. He's really into that plan. He's afraid him to go to jail. <laughs> that poor family. <laughs> what's happening to them? We framed dad so he could go to jail. It's rough, man. We're not framing dad to go to jail. Your and backpack's at the antique store. Let's go. <laughs> My backpack. And they're like, you could tell that the parents are like really clearly exasperated. Clear, like when but the, they're still the, sweet and nice well, I mean like the flat yeah. tire, like the dad's like, uh, and then mom's like, okay, dad's going to say some words. Let's yep. go check out the carnival. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the scene uh, after they, they botch the rescue of Forky and they're pulled outside. And uh, Bunny is torn up, and the sheep were damaged because of. Woody. I was so scared that the that the sheep were gonna shatter and when they fall. I yeah, my and girls. so Bo Peep ch- challenging Woody's position on everything. Uh huh. That's a strong. Good it moment. is, yeah, because like, because like, you know, there's got to be some drama somewhere. And you're just waiting yeah, for yeah. it, and I'm like, when they do start fighting, I'm like, no, guys. And he says uh, it's called loyalty, not something a lost toy would understand. Yeah, that's oh. the line where I'm like, oh, and he, Woody. he immediately regrets it. We, yeah. we had a uh, drunk dad that was in our second he, screening, and he <laughs> was really invested. And so when that happened, he was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there was a dad at my screening way up at the top when right before Bo gets taken away, he's yelling. Kisser! Yeah, kisser! Yeah. Uh, yeah, when when Woody says nothing, something a lost toy wouldn't understand, and you see his face change immediately to oh. regret, yes. so that was really, really, really strong. So uh, another, like, hitting on that Woody and Buzz separation point, which is part of a thing for me in this film, is uh, when Woody says, I don't leave a toy behind, and he leaves Buzz behind. Yeah. And doesn't yeah. And Buzz uh, bring like, him along. And it's, 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 it's a moment that doesn't ring as true to the franchise as... I, 
as I think they want it to. Yeah, it doesn't feel that. natural. Yeah. It feels forced. It mm-hmm. does a buzz. Also, he's like, dude, you just left me behind. Yeah, yeah and, like, and, well, again, and then Buzz's like, inner voice forces him back to the RV, and I'm yeah. like, this feels. I again, feel the hand of the of the writers yeah. forcing this separation mm-hmm. because they need to, and not because this is actually what should happen between these. They characters. didn't find a a natural way to like. Like, we need Bo Peep and Woody to be together, so we're just forcing everyone out and, like, not in a they good try, way. They tried to kind of make it make sense with how Woody is so obsessed with making Bonnie happy that yes. he will go for Forky no matter what. Uh, I know yeah. that's there, but, I mean, it's the two it's the twofold of Woody just ignoring Buzz entirely, like, not listening to him even for a moment when he's bringing up Bonnie's backpack or anything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Buzz's inner voice forces him away from Woody—that's like this is this feels really narratively pushed. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. In a way that doesn't feel natural to these characters, yeah. and that that irks me a little. But otherwise, yeah. I like that that scene. Yeah. Ke- uh, Keegan Michael Key turning back as Ducky, just going, "You crazy? Yeah, <laughs> you no, crazy? Oh, when I, I thought I, that that bunny was killed, was dead. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was. Pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I was surprised that those two characters stayed attached to each other, sewn together by hands. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think that would happen because nothing in the marketing had, had shown that. That oh, was the they case, were sewn so together. I, I thought, that, yeah, yeah, they were uh, never uh, apart. That's oh. Ducky and Bunny. Their uh, their bunny's are... right hand is sewn to Ducky's left. I never knew. That. I thought because I thought I swore that I saw them like apart. No, they nope. never separated. They are never separated. I guess I knew. Does that mean the toy? Are also connected, like mm. like when you, if no. you go to the toy no. store. No, no, they're just like they're separated, sewed by their hands. Yeah, they they like two seams or something. I'm saying, give me the two toys for the price of one at Toys R Us. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, oh, Toys R Us is coming back. What? Yeah, Toys Toys us. thank you, Toy Story Four. We don't have time to. Get uh, into yeah, that we'll right talk now. about that later. Um, um, one of the things, I, one of the jokes that just landed for me so hard was was the Ducky and Bunny, like. When they're walking, like when they're walking with Bo Peep and the sheep turn around, they're yes, like, "Yes, I was oh about my, to literally bring this up." Go oh ahead. my maker, it has three heads. Mm-hmm. And then even when they go to the merry-go-round, the staring first time, into my soul, I'm gonna have nightmares. Yeah, and then when they go to the merry-go-round and you see the can't get squished, and Bunny's like, "Oh, stuff that!" Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> "Are they they still <laughs> go and they get taken around?" Yeah, and I'm just like, "This, they have." I just love those two. I think they're my them and Duke Kaboom are my two favorite new toys. Yeah, they're, they're actually no. Dimples is my favorite. I love her as well. Yeah. I, like when Bo Peep's talking about the cowboy, or and she and she's oh, like, she's like she's like running to, to what she's like. You gotta love him for it. And she's like, what? No, what? Yeah, what? yeah. Uh, I love Buzz's whole action sequence when he leaps out of the RV and they're playing his classic uh, opening music from the beginning of Toy Story Two. Is action music? Yeah, and he's flying I really enjoy for that. a second, and he's flying for the moment. And then he gets hit with the ride and everything. I thought that was really awesome. And again, uh, Buzz, super sturdy, super sturdy toy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, made of plastic, so fantastic. Yeah, and I love uh, when Buzz catches up and he's like, Woody, look, it's Bo Peep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Woody wouldn't have known. He wasn't just Or even when Bo Peep, she's like, Buzz? And yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, we yeah, still Buzz got is still Bo there. And then he's like, Bo Peep. And she's like, oh, there's my old moving buddy. He's like, Woody, it's Bo Peep. Nice Holy callback crap. to the first Toy Story. Yes. Very nice callback. I like that a lot. I'm glad I saw the first Toy Story, or else I wouldn't have caught that. Yeah, there were a lot of references to all of them having watched all three before this one. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see two and three before yeah. this one. Oh, another thing, uh, another tradition super missing from this one, uh, no Star Wars reference. Is there a Star Wars reference in each one? Yes. Uh, in no, they, Toy they... Story 1, there's the uh, breathing sound, mm-hmm. and um, the whole Zerg's plan is the Star Wars plan to... The Death Star? Yeah, the Toy whole Story Death 1. Star plan. Hmm. The, I, have the, I have the plans to that weapon's only weakness. That whole thing is a Star Wars reference. Uh, in Toy Story 2, Zerg it's himself is a reference to Vader, the I'm your father, all that stuff. In Toy Story 3, Lotso is picked up by Baby and thrown into the dumpster, a la Vader picking up Palpatine. 
Interesting. Um, they have been very clear that they have always made Star Wars. Actually, I think like there that. was because Ducky says something about Galaxy Far, Far Away. Mm, what he's kicking, that, uh, uh, when he's kicking Buzz's head, he's like Galaxy Far, Far Away. Oh, oh, Galaxy Far, Far from my foot. Yes, that is a small Star Wars reference, but I'm talking about like thematic oh, okay. uh, placement of of material gotcha. that made it intrinsic because they went four, five, and six with one through three. And I, I don't know what they would have done for four, but there isn't one Rogue that one. is as direct as those three. So that's it's surprising. Generous I was in this movie. Um, now, can we talk about the ending? Yeah, now we can talk about the ending. Yeah, what's the problem, problem with it? talk about your... You sound like you have an issue with the ending. I don't have... Let's just talk about it. We don't have to make it dramatic. Have, Let's just talk like about it. I don't have an issue, so... I just want to talk about it. Yeah. So What's the ending on? is... Um, well, I just wanted to get his thoughts so we could talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so the ending sees Woody uh, stay with Bo Peep on the carnival and uh, the other toys leave uh, on on the road trip and Woody lives his rest of his life with Bo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it. Uh, I think it's really good thematic ending for the arc that that uh, Woody had in this film specifically, and uh, I was sobbing like a baby, <laughs> especially when when Buzz says uh, when Buzz says uh, she'll be okay, Th- and Woody thinks she mean he means Bo, yeah, but then Bonnie. no Bonnie yeah. will be okay. I thought that was really great. Yeah, uh, I I really like the ending myself. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that we're not gonna. No, I'm. I'm waiting for Sparks to tell me what is it. I want to hear what his thoughts are because I. We all like it. I just want to know what's what's. It's. It, it's not that I don't like it. Like this is why I opened it up with saying that I have some personal hang no, up or something. I want. I just want to hear what a, it is. It's. But it's not. It's not like an issue. It's that. Uh. I mean, like I have an issue in the sense that like I. It's. It goes back to the same thing with the Buzz and Woody stuff. I just don't think like that relationship is given its amount of due for the fact that they're separating at the end of this film. In this film. Yeah. Uh, that they're just not together enough, and I wish that. Was was more well established. I also think that if Toy Story three didn't end with the fake out about college, where all the bo- toys get into the box and they each have a moment saying goodbye to Woody because they think he's going to college and they're going to the attic, but then they all end up with Bonnie, then they would have allowed the toys to have a more sincere and and like moment with Woody. Instead, they all kind of get a group hug with him. Yeah. And I kind of wish at least some of them were speaking in that moment and saying things to Woody, especially like Slinky Dog, who's been one of Woody's best friends for a long time yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's just not there and it makes some of that separation of those toys ring a little hollow but that's not really that's not that's critique but not uh, no, I can agree ruining the film I, 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 like, I like the whole narrative arc of it yeah. and everything I, I understand the intent of it and everything um, it's all of that like that that kind of separation that it I fundamentally come away from this with a pr- problem personally though I think the film is good that my imagination has to live with a reality where Buzz and Woody are not together anymore. Yeah. That hurt me in a way I didn't think it would. Mm. This is why I'm saying it's a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, yeah. Uh, it, I didn't think that would bother me as much as it does. And I don't know that, like, you know, more time given to their relationship would have made me feel better about it. The first time I saw it, I didn't, like I said, I didn't cry because I just kind of sat there in it for a while. And uh, I talked with uh, my girlfriend about it all the way home and I'm like, I'm just really sad. And I've, been sad yeah for days yeah. and i saw it a second time and i more prepared for it and it made me cry uh and that shows an effective product then right yes and like i it's but it's this is not the same kind of like emotions that you get at the end of toy story 3 where it, you know it is like that uh and again i'm i'm acknowledging this isn't on the movie this is a, I, I can't get over some kind of hurdle here yeah. where it has unlocked something where I am deeply sad, probably about something in my own life <laughs> that the film has made me think too much about. And I, I am know. just now 
very sad. Yeah, yeah, I totally uh, agree a lot, and that's just what's happened. But uh, it does, at its core, on some level, bother me that I have to know that Woody and Buzz are not together forever. Yeah, that's fair. I do like that that they get a bo- goodbye, and when they say. Uh, when to infinity and then Woody finishes and beyond, I thought that was really effective. That's what got yeah. me. That was like, oh shit, that's good stuff. Right yeah. There. Well, yeah. Because uh, the whole time I'm watching this Toy Story movie, I'm thinking it's gonna end like um, two did, where Woody gets the toys, like he gets Jesse and Bullseye and and a few others from Toy Story two. They go into Andy's room. So I was thinking he was gonna like him, Bo Peep, Duke. Bunny, Ducky and Bunny are gonna wind up in the RV, and then Bunny's gonna be like, "Oh, sweet, my Dad bought me new toys. Cool." Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that. But route. at the at the same time, because that was the the ending I saw. So it's more traditional. Yeah, it's a traditional. Like I could see that five miles away. This one where Woody's like, "No, I'm gonna stay with Bo. I'm gonna be a lost toy. I'm gonna help other toys find homes." Like man, what that they do at the carnival. So good, man. And the par- was, the parallel of him mm-hmm. holding his hands and him realizing that the, oh, this is like when I said goodbye to you. Yeah, last time, and he also realizes that Bonnie doesn't play with him that much anymore. So she is not gonna doesn't play with him at all. He's yeah, purposeless. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, he. So that ending I like a little bit more. And yes, it does bug me out that Buzz and Woody aren't gonna be together anymore. But at the same time, uh, one of my biggest shockers when I saw Toy Story three was Bo Peep was gone, and now Woody is back with Bo. Nothing yeah. betrayed me more than that than when Bo Peep wasn't in Toy Story three. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a speaking of Sparks having like a like a visceral reaction almost to the ending of this film of this film. Like I I had a strange reaction to Toy Story three when Bo Peep was gone was not there. I'm like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. What did you say? Where is Bo Peep? I'm sorry. That's surprising. Like I had a I had a I had a reaction to to Bo Peep no longer being in uh, Toy Story three. I mean, I had a reaction, but I don't think it was that strong. No, I, I I don't know. Again, like you no, know, I get it. You know, I get no, it. I get like, it. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, well, because that par- happened. Part of my thing is I feel like other characters are sacrificed in order to build up the the Woody and Bo Peep thing in this film, which I think the story needs and it works well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that would have been as necessary if Bo Peep were a kind of more of a character in Toy Story one and two. Which yeah. I, I can give you Toy Story one, but Toy Story two, she's you know barely in it. She's yeah, in the yeah. Beginning she's, of the just, end. she's just uh, like Woody's that, girlfriend, who's who's like, oh please, come and that home makes it so. Woody. By the time that I'm done with Toy Story three, I'm less invested. That relationship than I am with Jesse and Buzz. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think and I think that's I think what I'm what what I carried over was the goodwill from Toy Story one and one two three, like well, from Toy Story three. I was just kind of like remembering their relation to Toy Story one, and I was hoping to see sure. more of that, but not knowing, kind of like knowing that you have to live in a world where you know that Buzz and Woody are no longer together. I had to live in a world after Toy Story 3 that Bo and Woody never saw each other again. Right. So having this film kind of retroactively helped my reaction to Toy Story 3 almost. Yeah. that makes sense? And that's, I think, the core of where my thing comes from is that, to me, the relationship in Toy Story, if you say, what's the relationship of Toy Story? Buzz and Woody. Yes. Yeah. And that's the relationship that gets broken at the end of this. So that's why that devastates me more because I didn't need... Bo Peep and Woody together forever in my imagination for it to be okay. Yeah. I did need Buzz and Woody to be together, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I, and again, like, you know, my own personal, like, take on it, like, uh, I completely respect and I, and I, I like that. Again, it is an emotional reaction. Like, a movie does this to you and you don't like what they did because, like, it, imp- like, I like that and, like, it, I think that's really powerful, whether you like it or, like, whether you think it's good or not. Um, I really like that Woody was purposeless and, and the sad thing had to happen for him to find purpose and to get happy. Because, yeah. like, you know, it's always darkest just before the dawn. So, like, I, I would, it sucks that they're not going to be together, but if he's going to be unhappy hanging out with Buzz at Bonnie, like, that's not who, that's, you know what I mean? 
Like eventually, he's happier somewhere else. Eventually, Bonnie would have just gotten older. It would have thrown him away. Yeah. And like, so now with sad. Woody going to help out, um, it's all they're all leaving on their own terms. Mm-hmm. So everyone's happy on their own terms. Like Woody's not miserable hanging out Bonnie. We're just gonna be another sequel that could do something different. Like, I I I'm perfectly happy with with where everyone's journey. I like ended the up. and also I I think the credit scenes help too. Yeah. Like with them at the Dude, getting getting uh, pre- toys uh, to, those to kids, kids and, and like one. Bill Hader's just hanging out. Like I thought that was really oh, that charming. was Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. um, but I love his scene. Oh, I love where Ducky and Buddy are talking, and then they jump at him. I'm like, okay, they, they, they turn on the kaiju monsters. But then they turn the kaiju monsters, and they're like, Do you have laser eyes? Whoa. Do you have laser eyes? <laughs> and yes. then Keanu Reeves game. Whoa. 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 That's so great. So I want to ask before we get into final thoughts. Oh, wait, the knife, the knife girl? Well, we're not even, we're not, oh, hold on. I want to be clear. It is not that I think it isn't good. No, or I know. that I don't like it. Yeah, oh, no, I, I just, I, I, I no, 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 but I want to be clear. Like, it is a, there is a separation of like, me enjoying this film yeah. and knowing that it's a good film and all that, and a separation of like the way it makes me feel after the film's over. Yeah, and, I thought you were very clear. And without diving into like a therapy session, yeah, there is something specific in the separation of longtime friends oh, not yeah. getting its justice to me. Yeah. That or or the way that it feels passed over, that pinpoints something that I. I obviously need to address in my life. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people have felt the same way about Steve and Bucky, which is why there are petitions to rewrite the end of yeah, the game. So yeah, I did bring that up that I realized they were kind of the same thing. And I'm like, ye- ye- I get it. Uh, and it is kind of similar, but this, this affected me more. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, so before we get into final thoughts, I do want to ask, do we want another Toy Story film? No, no. To be fair, I did want another one after three. But Same like, here. I was fine with the sh- like when I hear heard about the shorts. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. In the sense that, like, if they say they're doing another, then yes, I don't think that they'll make another and not make it good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we've we've already people have already thought that about three and then four and been wrong. Yeah. So if they say, hey, uh, we we actually had a really good idea. We want to make a Toy Story five because they swore they were never going to make another after Toy yeah. Story three, and then they're like, we had a really good idea. I'm not going to say no. I will say Toy Story is like the, one of the only franchises where I'm yeah. like, I guess yeah, I'll take a five because all four have been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No I, other I would franchise. S- have done I would that. say, good. I mean, personally, I'm like, no, we're we're fine. Obviously, it's gonna live forever. But if Pixar comes up, it's like, hey, we got a really good idea. Like what you said, Sparks. If they say we got something good for this, I'm like, all right, I trust you. And Pixar yeah, is that one studio where if they have a good a, a di- idea, I trust them co- full wholeheartedly. A lot of people have been saying, I, I'm on this one one page, and they talk about how. Toy Story 4 was only made for money. But I think that's... Everything is made for money. Yeah, but I think that's too cynical. I think I think that goes to a, to a sense of, cyni- of cynicism that would destroy my inner li- my, my life. <laughs> but the idea that, yes, I'm not naive to think that, no, that not all films are made for money. I get it. All films are made for money. However, I don't think Pixar has ever made a film specifically because it was going to make them money. I do feel like every single film that Pixar has made has been creatively driven. And yep. the money has been a benefit. They, they've been very strongly about, like, oh, yeah. we don't make it unless we feel like we ha- we should. Yeah. yeah, that's their whole thing. That's why Newt no longer Even exists. Cars 2. Even Cars 2. Yeah. Hey, well, that movie Cars might two. not be good, but it still looks awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. Cool spice shit. Well, also, Cars 2 was John Lasseter's pet. He loves that Cars thing. That was yeah, his that whole... that was his whole thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, so final thoughts, and then we'll rate it. Uh, so, Ryan, you go first. Yeah, man. Uh, again, like, I think this movie's dope. Uh, four solid entries. Like, I can't... I don't think any other franchise has stayed this consistent for over 20... 20... Almost 25 years now. Wow. Uh, I would give this... Um, yeah, I'd give it uh, a nine. I think there are there are some negatives, but like I think the sh- positives are just so powerful and so strong um, that I'd give it a nine. Ben, 
Oh, yeah. As a series that I've been with since kindergarten, and when I saw the last Star Toys, Toy Story or Toy Story 3, I was like, holy crap, I'm growing up with Andy. We've literally grown up with I know, it's, it's, it's so weird. Um, but this movie, when I got out of it, I was still like, man, this is a really good movie. I have some hang-ups. It's not, it's not a 10, but it's definitely a 9. It is that good. Sparks? Yeah, I give it a 9. Yeah, I think I agree with all of you guys. Uh, as far as criticisms and love, uh, 9. Trash. For me as well. Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> the knife is voiced by Melissa Villasenor, and I don't think you get somebody like her to do just two lines, so I imagine the knife is a focal point of the Disney Plus series. What's the knife? The knife the that knife talks to him at the end. Oh, the knife. I'm yeah. trash? Like, how, how am I yeah, alive? How am I alive? That's I Melissa Villasenor from Saturday how, Night Live. How do, I can answer any questions you want. How am I alive? I don't know. Her, name is, her name is Karen Beverly in the credits. Cute. Um, also, the very, very end, you need to stay to. Oh because God. if you do, you get that payoff on that high oh, five. The high yeah, you do. Well, because it's funny because you were telling me, because I was. That's why I said you got to no, stay my all whole the group, way. My group was like, hey, we should go. It's over. I'm like, no, we have to stay till the end. It's like, but then we saw the Disney castle. Like, no, we, there's nothing. Like, there's something. Let's just watch the whole thing. Then Duke rolls up. And then the, high, the second of the high five, everyone's like, oh, yay, the high five. Everyone but like one other person left the theater. Yeah, and yeah. me and that dude were like, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> got his high five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our book club. Ooh. Hey, welcome to the fake nerd uh, comic shop. Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um... Anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Ryan, take us away. Take me away. Take okay. me away. That's right. My name is Ryan Oliopoulos, and I like comic books. I picked a book called Seven to Eternity. It's by Rick Remender and uh, Jerome Pena, with colors by Matt Hollinsworth. Uh, this is a image uh, uh, independent book, uh, and it's fantastic. It's all about uh, crazy fantasy shit. It's about fathers and sons and uh, monarchs and uh, whispers and magical powers. I love and this he's book. Staring at me the whole time you say this shit with the underlying I just, tone. I, just, I knew this. I know this is a good book because, like, I only read good books. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I think you specifically were gonna like this because, like, man, this is like some really good fantasy shit. Uh, like really what? good world building. Like it's it, it feeds you just enough to keep you going in every issue. And Ryan, guess what? Yeah, I, yeah. you were fucking right. Yeah, girl, I know. Don't tell me what you guys think about Seven Two Eternity. Is that our one? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, Sparks, what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Um, Ryan and I were talking about it a bit uh, earlier today, and I, I feel like you hit it on the head with, like, oh, it's a Western anime, and I could really see that in my head. And yeah. That's very much what it is. I, I really enjoyed it. Not yeah. Western as in, like, Cowboys Western as in, like, Western society, like yeah, America. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting uh, how it feels more like... Though a little bit of, little bit of Cowboys yeah, Western. Like that's, that's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting to just now, the idea that a lot of fantasy tends to be sword and sandals, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of and that's the idea that we kind of stiffen like medieval fantasy. But this one kind of takes the idea of fantasy, but wild west. Yeah, and I think that 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 works. Um, these four issues didn't really do a whole lot for me. Wow, really? Uh, but I do acknowledge that the whole series would probably be something worth reading. Like, like it just felt like. Uh, well, good, mostly set up to the next volume. Uh, and I, I it did, it, I mean, obviously I am interested in reading that next volume. Like I didn't dislike what I read. Um, I just felt like it was, uh, being the volume one, it just felt like this was more set up. Sure. The art is awesome. It the is. art is, in, man, the art's incredible. Like I was, I was blown away by every page of this. I, book. uh, I know you guys, uh, I read a lot of my comics on my television. So uh, the splash pages in this book are truly insane. 
some mm-hmm. of the most beautiful, crazy splash pages of giant creatures, giant when cities. When he's looking at it at the sun with the sunset and at the the city with the giant monster. Oh yeah, dude, it looked really good. That's like one of the first images ever released for what the book was going to look like, yeah. and everyone like lost their minds. Yeah, uh, I love the Mud King's son when he first Piper? appears and takes yeah. out Adam's dad. Man, that's so rough. Yeah, I thought that was he like I, he like he's like drowns in sand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that the first issue was really effective. Setting the yeah. tone of the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I I love the idea of never compromising. It's my it's the thing from Watchmen I love. Never compromise, not even in the face of Armageddon. Uh, Zebediah Osidus, he refused the uh, the the help or the the whisper of the Mud King, who is this you know all powerful wizard man. He refused his offer. He refused his offer. They worked. They were both more more most Mosex Mosex which are basically Jedi. Whatever they're magical priests. It's we're it's still early in yeah, this well, volume. What I liked about the the Mud King or the Whisper King, or, uh, King the God of Whispers, the God of Whispers, is that he doesn't he doesn't have an army. He yeah. just kind of manipulates people. Yeah, he's 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 a Palpatine. Like he that he knows how to persuade people and he, being and the so God many, of Whispers. So many people are like, you don't even know you have a king. Yeah, that's and you don't even know that you're that he's your king. Yeah, that's some good shit. Um, yeah, so like the, the Piper, who is the son of the Mud King. Uh, comes to the Osiris clan. He's like, "Yo, you guys need to you need to hear my dad's offer." And and the Osiris. That's cl- how he gets you. You hear his offer. Yep. You, you're under his control. Yeah. And his offer is in a red text instead yes. of a black text. Yes. That was interesting. Uh, like basically, like yeah, like almost like mind control. And the Osiris clan is like, "We're not going to do this." And Zeb Zebedai is like, "No, I've always said no. I ran from I ran from the city to." He was cast out. Yeah, because. F- for a whole, well, we don't have to get super into it, but yeah, mm-hmm. they they're cast out and they're living on their own, and the and the Mud King always wants their their uh, their ear because like they're a powerful family, right? And Zeb gets killed because he refuses the word, but his son Adam is like, I'll check him out. I'll will see what the Mud King's about. Like it might save my clan. You never know. And uh, the whole first issue is like maybe you know being strong and being like you know like being for your family isn't the best thing for your family. Maybe sometimes hearing the word of the bad guy is what you should do. That's not what he does, thank the Lord, because that'd be a completely different book. But uh, that second issue is awesome and just a long conversation. And then the freaking, uh, like, the like the suicide squad of the Mosaic world show up, and you got Patchwork, and you got a kaiju drawbridge. I wanted to talk, oh my about, God. I wanted to talk about Patchwork. I definitely, I love drawbridge. I, lo- oh, I yeah. thought his design was incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, Patchwork, though, is really interesting to me uh, because her whole backstory is basically what's happening in America. Yeah. The, oh. whole, the whole idea yeah. of the xenophobia, the xenophobia, the rise of xenophobia, and the whole idea that we're trying that you know it started. Like, a, another kingdom came, like um, the God Whispers was like, "Hey, we can help you," and then they're like, "No, no, we got our own stuff, and we're we're fine. We don't need your help." But then uh, we, they got plague, they got locusts, they got a whole bunch of stuff, and the the rich dudes were like, "Yo, these are war refugees from other kingdoms or other or mm-hmm. other areas of the continent of Zal, the world called Zal." Yeah. They're they're the source of all our problems, and it's like no, that no, it's not. But that people in desperate times destroyed time, their whole yeah, economy, in, in their desperate, whole system. In desperate times, people do desperate things. So then the their society crumbles, and eventually the God of Whispers takes in anyway. So all the there's a guy named Goblin because he's the last of his kind. Yeah. the God of Whispers wiped out all his people. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm just a Goblin, so like I'll just go by that name because who else is gonna be a Goblin, right? right, right. Per- uh, and his real name is Purdue. Yeah, uh, Patchwork has the craziest origin ever. Yeah, because her family was slaughtered in front of her. Oh. She was then murdered and thrown on top of the body of the body 
bodies of her family and then her her veins and her organs like left her body and conjoined with her dead body her that dead was her family power. that yeah. was her mosaic gift yeah so she, as she's dying that's when her like x-men ability came latent and she like patchworked her body with her family so she's a frankenstein monster of her entire family which and that's was... the craziest shit i've ever heard you yeah. guys i was sad to see her die at the end of issue yeah four. it's uh she's super cool and like that's what rick Miller does he and she just sees the characters then he kills them you know you do i think this is my favorite rick Remender book yeah i don't know if it's because i mean i don't it checks all your boxes well it doesn't just check all my boxes but rick Remender, i know i've said this before i do enjoy him as a writer it's just that rick Remender, a lot of his books be it black science or deadly class he is very like f you cynical like checking my boxes baby checking your boxes yeah whereas in this one this is, I mean, don't get me wrong, that all that stuff is fine and good. It's just not necessarily my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. It's not what I like to gravitate towards. This one, uh, Seven to Eternity, is, I mean, yes, it's a fan stuff, so that's a big box for mine, but it's also kind of like a Fellowship of the Ring. Where yeah. these There's guys, definitely a journey. Yeah, it's a journey, and it's not like, yes. I mean, yeah, there is. I did see the whole Dezembo thing. I was like, huh, it's kind of like America Today. But at the same time, it's not like in-your-face anarchy down with the system. It's like, we have a mission. We have a, a would-be king who is doing horrible shit to the entire world. Mm-hmm. We need this dude to be stopped, but we can't kill him. If you kill because him, you kill if we do, everyone half the it. world is dead. That's so, yeah. So if, we if can't do that. If you kill him, you he you kill everyone who's heard his offer. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he's linked to all of them. That's how they, he the, can hear like the whispers. Of the three Remender books I've read, this Deadly Class and Black Science, like the ones that I've read, not the ones I've dabbled in, like Low or something uh-huh. like that. Um, this one might actually be my least favorite. Uh, now, three, the third down on the list of three is not that, I know, ba- I know. Not that big oh, of no, a deal. I'm not, I'm not judging you at all, Black Brian. Science, I'm- though, for me, Black Science is incredible. Oh. It, it, there's there is a cynicism to Remender that I don't like. I don't, I'm not crazy about cynicism in general in, in my stories because I am such a cynical person and I just I don't want to be reminded of that of that aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. But Black Science, there is an underlying of hope, uh, of of hope that can that there that there is a better life uh, at the end of this. Whether or not it gets there or not, it just kind of it helps me. It helps drive the story for me. That the class didn't read enough of it to to know yeah. more about this next series. And uh, this one. Uh, kind of falls in the same vein where I I haven't read the whole thing so I don't know where where the ending is where it goes uh, so I'm interested in reading the rest it does it like I said there's a lot of setup here. I actually overachieved because I didn't normally sometimes when, when we have like books like this where I know where I don't know how much is in a volume I just I'll I, I look it up and traditionally there's like five or six in yeah it. so yeah, I, yeah. so I'm this one's on the low end for yep. yeah but I read six I, and yeah. I thought just to, I was like, you know, it's probably safe to just six. And when we got out of the movie today, Ryan, I was like, hey, it was six issues, right? And you're like, no, it's four. And again, it is weird because the, when it came on single issues, the first three issues are the actual first arc. Because that's when they, they capture the Mud King and then go yeah. on the journey. Yeah. So it's super weird that the first volume is four issues. Because that last yeah. issue, it's kind of like, it's like starting another arc, but it's, because I guess they didn't want to sell a three-issue trade. Yeah, I well, almost yeah. kind of wish they they had though, because I yeah. feel like that's a much better. I trade. almost it's, it's I almost said I almost wanted us to read two volumes, but I knew you guys might not do that, so that's why I only picked one. Well, because I read vol- once I got to issue six, though, right? Because you, I assume you read issue six. Yeah. Because once I got to issue six, I felt that was a good end to a trade, and then the next the rest of the story, I don't want to spoil it for these two. Yeah. Because it's I think it's like a really good uh, twist in the story, and makes it me is. want to continue reading <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Yeah. But I was thoroughly like, I want to see what happens. 
Because like we all know that Adam is dying, mm-hmm. and even the scenes were, and that's always real quick, man. That's always on his brain because that's yeah. the offer that the Mud King gave him. Is like you, you want I you're trying to save him. your family, but you're dying, so you don't even get to be with them if you die. Yeah. Right. I will save you if you hear my offer. Uh-huh. That's that's rough. That's real rough. Yeah, and then because the whole time was like, oh, I heard no offer. I'm like, but that was his offer though. He, you heard an offer, and everyone's like, "Oh, is he under the influence?" Like, "Uh oh." Yeah. yeah, but apparently he's not. But he kind of is. That's 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 like yeah, that's different. Well, but that's that's the thing about that's what I understood to be like the whisper. Like it's like Inception. You plant an idea in someone's head, they keep thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a couple lines that I really like. Um, when Piper is talking to Zebediah, the Piper's like, "There's still time to hear his offer," and Zeb goes, "I'm no slave," and Piper laughs, going, "You are all slaves." Yeah. And there, that's like some realist cut to the core. Piper is some shit yeah uh, uh, and then the, when you re- when it's revealed that like uh like my son is piper oh how i love the way he plays his flute like oh shit you guys are related of course right, you guys are related. Right. it's great um but what's the 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 girl who's the butterfly wings the purple the pink skinned one Z- zadala Z- Z- like the one who who's who's evil right? the one who kissed him on the cheek when he was a kid yeah Z- zadalia I yeah. Think, yeah but man i really like her yeah, even though she's horrible. Well, at first she's horrible, but yeah, then yeah. later on it's like, okay, um, you're not that sucky. Here's a, a Zeb talking to a young Adam. Um, he cursed our name, but we still got our honor. Nothing in the physical world can kill you, Adam. But when you betray your heart, everything crumbles. Right. That's the kind. Of, that's, that's all the recommender's writing is like really true to your heart. Like be who you are, be true to yourself. Like that's also I like some good shit. Also I love when Adam is walking in. There's that one dude who's fighting. He's like, oh look, the betrayer, the blood betrayer in his blood, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he's like, why don't you fight this monster? He's like. Not my war. Not my war. Not exactly. my problem. Yeah. You cast. Is that, and is that like, why you abandoned us? And I'm like, I didn't leave you. You cast us out. Yeah. yeah. And I like that it's revealed later that like he'd stained their name by like blaming all his atrocities on their family. Uh huh. Um, that's really awesome. It I is. really like the Mud King. I think he's he's a super fascinating great as a villain. villain. He's yeah. very charming and. Uh, suave. I really like him. I told you that the whole time uh, I was reading it, I could hear the voice of uh, Kevin Michael Richardson for him, who was the voice of Gantu in Lilu and Stitch or yeah, Trigon like yeah, in yeah. Teen yeah. Titans. Yeah, yeah. Kilowog in the Green Lantern animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, somebody says, uh, this is another good quote I like, no need to compare scars. Nobody's suffering can be understood by anybody else. Garland's at a number on all of us. Because like I, I think that's important. For yeah, that's, I like that. I like yeah. that. That was a lot. The, in the scene where uh, Patchwork reveals her story. Because she, because uh, she's like, you want to stop comparing yeah. Adam, dick sizes? Adam was like, oh man, you don't know what he did to me. And she's like, bitch. bitch sit let me the tell hell you my down. origin story. Yeah. Um. Real quick, when um when somebody's talking about like all the all the members of the team, there's like she who cheats. Uh, she who cheats the well to command uh, tomes uh, in Zal. He who walks uh, in my realm as means of travel. She who steals the swell meats of others. And the last of thieves, masters of shadows and disguises. That's how one of these bad guys describes our heroes. And I'm uh-huh. like, that's all like poetic and weird. I and love it. Also, I love the name for the bullets. They're called nails. That's so cool, dude. Like and he puts his brother's like spirit into the gun, like into his the blood. blood. His blood. His, that's some cool shit, man. Yeah, that's some, I like that. I like that that aspect a lot. Yeah, man. Spock, uh, you've been quiet a little bit. I literally just talked about the Mud King. Yeah, he did. Well, you did. Yeah, I had this queued up for like an hour now. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. Well, I think this book's really great. This uh, book is really great. I uh I might do more. I might because it's only up to thirteen issues, so it's not that much more to read. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll probably start picking this up in trades when I see them in conventions because I really dig this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. I I want to read the rest of it. Yeah, and I the thing that I again it's like I like I I, I love writing. I love words. Like yeah. the thing I love about Watchmen is there's just like there's just pages of this of this do, of uh, newspaper articles, right? Yeah. Every almost every issue starts with just a, a journal entry or I, just an entire page of of dialogue. Normally when I, I love see it. that I kind of go, uh, but while I was reading, I was like, no, I want to find out what's in, I want to know what's in Adam's head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like I like to bless you, bless you. Puppy sneezing, if you can hear One that. more. There One more. she goes. One more. Hold on. I'm looking at her. She's so cute. <laughs> Come on. Go get it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's seven to eternity. More like seven sneezes to eternity. Am I right, Doc? Okay, Bell. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so. Yeah, I think that's a great book. Um, who's, who's book club's next? It's mine. I don't know what it is yet, so we'll get to it later. Oh, okay. good. I'll post it later. All right, so next week we're going to hopefully do a discussion on the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Probably third most successful cinematic universe out there right now. Ooh. Is, hmm. I would say in terms of profit, it might be number one because those movies are all made for like a quarter and they all make hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and profit margins, I think the MCU does. Still? Actually, okay. Does yeah, yeah. It also MCU has, like, makes so much money. That's true. But I was talking about like those movies cost $300 million. No, I know. But I know MCU puts like the cost in, but they yeah. make more than those movies. No, too. yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Ryan what Sparks, remember one during our E3 video when I said my body is ready? Yeah. My body is not ready. I'm so excited oh, for you. Yeah, I am I'm not, so excited. I am not excited for this. Uh, no, just doing like the thought through on that. I was like, uh, no, because like. Every spinoff movie of it, of the Marvel films, like what would be called a spinoff movie, because it's not, they're all like important. Yeah. But they all like land yeah. with hard, like large amounts of money. And yeah. the spinoff films for The Conjuring, they don't land. That's true. Yeah. If they did land as hard as like Conjuring and Conjuring 2, I might agree. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And then there's DC, which makes a lot of money even when they were bad movies. Oh, yeah. that's the third one you were thinking of. That's the second one. Oh, I was thinking of Fast and the Furious. Oh, I don't consider that a shared universe. It will be now. Oh, there's a Whoa! <laughs> you know how I forget uh, that's that movie's coming out? <laughs> Shit, I'm so excited. I just saw no, I saw a gif of a slow motion punch to Jason Statham's face, no. and uh, I was like, we, yeah, baby. We went to see um, Men in Black with Megan and her sister, and her sister saw the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw for the first time, and she's like, that looked awesome. And I'm like, you need to watch all the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. And she's like, I do? And I'm like, yeah, you need to start at the bottom and work your way up. That's how it goes. That's, yeah, you got to <laughs> earn your spot, touch Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the Conjuring franchise. Heck yeah. Um, and then we got some stuff on YouTube. We yeah. do have, uh, some, every we have day, so baby. much stuff, stuff on, on YouTube. YouTube. All the time. Uh, we have the Ken Knapsack interview is up as a video file. We have our fake nerd anniversary, which we actually recorded video of, Hell and yeah. it's very funny. There are some blooper things at the end. Sometimes I do that. You should say to the to the end if I record it on camera. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, oh yeah, does. No, you should say through the end. Especially the E3 one. Yes, mm-hmm. our E3 videos there. Some of the fake nerd watches I don't I don't watch all the way because I don't want to get spoiled. Uh, I would want you totally to, fair, yeah. and I wouldn't want you no, to either. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But definitely this last fake nerd watch swamp thing, some stuff went at the very end after that went oh. to black um ryan was being goofy um what is, <laughs> <and> <laughs> what is just, he not i just black out during those <laughs> recordings man i don't know <laughs> uh we're all caught up on our audio episodes until this one heck yeah uh going up on video this one will go up as soon as i can get it up and we'll get swamp thing up very soon mm-hmm. yep of course, very Basement cool. Arcade. And yep. more Basement Arcade. Should we Always. announce our next game for Basement Arcade since we're almost done we're with the... Uh, no, not yet. You're, you're oh, almost okay. done playing it, but we're yeah. not done. We're not almost done uploading True, it. true. Yeah. Very, so, very true. <clears throat> yeah. We'll wait. Um, all right. And so then uh, I've got a couple of guests coming up. Hell yeah. Uh, Mike Patola. Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, we're looking at him in July. Um, we're just, we're just watching We're just, we're just going to be watching him? Yeah. He's he'll be here. You won't hear him, <laughs> he's just but he'll be in the room. We're yeah. posing. We're gonna be staring at him. Intently. You may occasionally and hear. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, thanks. He's to fine. Sparks, don't worry. 
Huh. Thanks to Sparks, we actually may have him for two episodes that You're same day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And okay. then uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Key Thief, our friend Jen. Yeah. Oh, Jen's coming back? Uh, we, got, we got a confirmation that she's coming back in August. Yay. Woo! Cool. Uh, for a topic or just to have her? Uh, for a topic. Sweet. Sweet. A specific topic that has to do with The Lion King. Ooh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, oh, she wanted man. she she was oh, talking yeah. to me about it and I was like, uh, do you want to come on and talk about this? And she's like, hell yeah. So hell I was yeah. Like, cool. Oh. Also, uh I, we we we've commissioned something very special for from her. Ooh. So you will see. Very nice. Um <laughs> I know, it's a surprise I to me. I know that we're saying this to the audience and I'm like, well, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and uh we we teased it in the beginning downright nerdy. Uh, we have them coming down to Los Angeles. Yes, uh, in December. A long time from now. <laughs> in December, yeah, yeah. a long ways away. But I'm sure you'll see us just because we're excited, teasing it up across each other's Instagrams. Yeah. yeah. As uh, Michael Carls has already started, and we did in our annual. We are having our shows collide for a Star Wars discussion. Yes. Heck yeah, baby! Yeah, and uh, so, <laughs> so when does our meeting to take them down now? December. Um, when, when is our meeting? When yeah, is our yeah, meeting to the plan? Yeah, when is it meeting for mm. the four uh, of us? When, when we're done with the record button, baby. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. So we could take them down. I, uh, you'll, be, you'll edit this out, right? Yes. We could take them down <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, oh, geez. <laughs> I asked them for their logo, so we're gonna so we're gonna mock something up. Maybe make some promotional stuff. Oh, mm. it's so far away. We're definitely gonna promo yeah. that. Up. Yeah. So it should be fun. Some exciting things in the pipe works uh, as far as. Uh, our YouTubes and even for this show, there's a lot of cool things we teased up in our a- in our annual that you guys should be looking forward to. Oh in yes, this space. Um, as you guys know, we are a Funko affiliate. Uh, click the link in the description for and use promo code Shop Ten for ten percent off your purchase. Uh, that's pretty cool. that Funko lets us do that. Yeah, especially because it probably makes them no money. Yeah, um, <laughs> they they're doing just fine. They're they fine. are. Yeah. they're fine. Funko every day comes out with some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There, some of their. San Diego Comic Con. They have the San Diego Comic Con mascot as a pop now. Yeah. I think what the hell? Rad. I want it. The Batman with a with a with a Comic yeah, Con bag. I want that. Yeah, I want that. Even too. when they had their E three uh, pops, I'm just staring. At, I'm like, like that lion sore. I'm like, you sons of bitches. I'm so happy I have that Paranga pop. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy I got back into Dragon Ball Z in time to get that Paranga pop. That's the stuff, baby. Yeah. Yep. Um. We have a Patreon. We have a Tee Public. One tier on Patreon. You can check that one out. It's $5 if you like to keep the lights on. Uh, I actually think I call it help keep the lights on tier. Oh, um, the lights are currently on, so I appreciate it. Yeah, so if you guys want to... But it's bleeding us dry. It's bleeding us dry! <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to want to support us uh, in a way that's just not just listening, please check out our Patreon. Or the link is in the description. Um, and you can uh, support the show, and you get some cool stuff with it uh, that I'm... That I'm constantly adding to. I'm constantly adding things to get from this Patreon. Uh, T Public, if you'd like to support us, we got some cool stuff. Uh, mostly designed by Mike, all designed by Mike Fatola. Yeah, um, uh, all of our logos and hopefully some more things coming up there soon. Yes. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank as you. always, thank you, to Jeremy Vellucci, a uh, longtime collaborator. You can find him on Instagram on Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. He helps us do our uh, theme music. Which, spoiler alert, I may have commissioned a new theme tune from him man Ooh. what do you what is all this stuff you're doing without telling us man i'm telling you now that's not the same <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting um just get you know sometimes you gotta switch Change it, up. it up a little bit yeah, yeah. and actually uh marty suggested to you a little while ago marty who was on our aladdin yes yes special, uh suggested to you a little while ago that we get some new um segment intros Oh yeah, well yeah, I've been fighting that fight with you yeah, for a while. I finally asked him. Oh, nice. So we we hopefully get some things. And his show, Suburban Proctologist, uh, will be 
Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, about it's coming back, so it should be back soon, hopefully. The return. Yeah, uh, get that get that show back up on there. It's a good show. Twenty five years later. Um, but until then, you can support him. Uh, his show, Suburban Proctologist, at facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official, and Instagram at subproc podcast. Got a new logo up there. It looks really cool. Uh, speaking of logos, thank you to Mike Patola, who we talked about up top uh, for our logos for both Miscellaneous and Fake Nerd. Uh, Miscellaneous, by the way, coming back soon, hopefully. Um, and you can find him at Mike, at Mike Mottola on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? Hey, I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben? Ben Mac 27 at. Wow, I just had a brain fart. Ben Mac 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparkly Sparkers. I'm Sparks Witty. You can find me at Sparks Witty on Instagram, S P A R K Z Witty, and nowhere else. Nowhere. Don't even try. Don't no. even try. Don't even look. Don't even look. Don't look under that rock. Although maybe I might go to some game consoles in the future. We'll see. Oh. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you YouTube. get YouTube. And YouTube. Link in the description uh, for YouTube. Uh, <laughs> rate and review wherever you get us we greatly appreciate it until next week guys you to infinity and beyond are a toy <laughs> <laughs> stay fake thank you